hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Hello. Christine, what's cooking, man? Oh my God. <laughs> what is well, going on, you little pregnant crazy person? What's going on? The cat's out of the back, folks. You are with demon and I'm very <laughs> excited about it. I am with the demon and um my Catholic grandmother just rolled over in her grave. Yay. But uh <laughs> yes, uh you you all you're right, the rumors are true. I am pregnant and I'm so excited to be able to complain about it openly. And now I get to wear this in public. Ah! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you wore it. I've Yay. been I have almost accidentally worn it on like three Instagram lives. And then I went, oh, and then I- <laughs> <laughs> it's a Funkle M sweatshirt for those of you who aren't watching the YouTube. Yeah, it's a it's a, a charming, a charming, simple sweatshirt, which I appreciate. And I, a, a, diff- a little duo, duo chromatic. A little Is color that- block situation. A little co- love a good color block. But then you gave I me know. the little tinge of buffalo plaid. Yeah, you I know, I made love. that on uh, Photoshop, actually, because it was. Uh, I thought I you were going to say on your fucking cricket <laughs> i i actually bought this is not a joke i bought buffalo plaid uh vinyl for shirts but then i was like i should just order it online because i don't trust myself <laughs> to make this um but yeah it's true i am uh okay this is the one the big thing so i posted about it okay there's a lot but first of all i posted the video uh the maltese baggins which 
Let's di- let's do a deep dive because I still have questions. I don't know. It's really chaotic. It's it's. I tried to get Zach to tell M the news, and he fucking fully ignored me. And nobody's surprised. <laughs> I mean, like true to form, he did exactly what what is what was expected of him. Yes. So he didn't like lower anyone's expectations no he met our standards he maintained them yeah 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 but i mean what first of all what a wild way i think like a while ago i'm sure you remember this but just to refresh everyone else's memory at some point i said like oh if you ever got pregnant like i would expect a really like like extravagant reveal for Mm -hmm. no reason because i'm not actually involved in this but I am. Um, I think I was pregnant when you said that, and I'm pretty sure I was in the midst of this, and I was like, hmm, I don't know, we'll see him. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we were on each other's wavelength then. Yeah. But uh, but I remember saying that, and then the first time I was watching the video, I was like, wow, she really delivered. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> oh, I did not expect my. her to try to... She literally had our manager try to reach out to Zach's team, who, by the I way, tried. also ignored her, right? Yes. That made me feel better that I wasn't <laughs> the only one being blatantly ignored. Like, our manager was ignored. Um, our manager had some PR folks reach out. They were ignored. Like, we really tried, and it really failed. They probably were like, oh, and that's why we drank the show that just bitches about you all the time. But we're <laughs> not even going to entertain them with an email back. No, we're not even going to read their message. So it was painful. And so I made a film noir video to, to kind of represent my sadness and... um I just forced Zach into the video itself. So uh, that's really... I mean, award-winning. It hasn't oh. happened yet, but it should be. That was the the insanity it took to create that um, is exactly... Again, you met everyone's standards. <laughs> well, just, I appreciate just that. Just as Zach did. Because, <laughs> you know, maintaining standards uh, on my end is a lot more work than him maintaining his standards, which is just ignoring <laughs> us. But, you know... His is okay. do nothing, and yours is do everything humanly possible. <laughs> I don't top uh taught myself but so i um tell us your story how did you find out oh my god okay well first of all i was gonna say i'm gonna make a video soon about people's reactions to me telling them Uh because i had this weird um it probably tells me something about myself and i probably need to do some introspection because the top three responses so lisa when i told aunt lisa i got her a starbucks cup and i had like i had them put great aunt lisa on the um sticker like on the starbucks cup so i gave her that and I was like, they spelled your name wrong. And she's like, oh, that's okay. And I was like, well, maybe you should read it. <laughs> and so she read it. And then she screamed, you bitch. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I told Renee. And Renee was like, fuck you. And then I told M with this video. And M FaceTimed me and went, you pregnant psycho. And I was like, what, am I, what have I done to deserve this like really antagonistic okay, response? Mine was fucking justified, by the way, because I had <laughs> okay, just... Fair. I had just seen this Zach Bagans creation <laughs> that came out of like the 3 a.m. folds of your mind. And I was like, only a crazy person could make this. And so calling you a pregnant psycho felt fair. No, um, yours is yours is the only justified one. You're completely right. Um, I, I will say a lot of people have already asked me because I just did Movie Monday and a lot of people asked me um, my, what my reaction was and if there was a recording of it. And I want to defend myself before people come at me because... Allison made a bold fucking call and uh, apparently, so I, Christine told Allison before and then they were conspiring to get me to hide a, a, a camera somewhere and film me watching this video for mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. Allison shows 30 seconds after a deep sleep. Yeah, and you were in nap time mode. 
I was in, it was one of those naps where like you wake up and you're like, what year is it? Oh, no. 30 seconds later, I was on a couch watching a video that, uh, that video. <laughs> so I still thought I was in the middle of a goddamn fever dream. And I remember just, I did not look happy. I was so confused because I was like, what, am I still asleep? This cannot be a, li- a real thing. And then at some point I figured it out. And when I, when you hear on the video, like Christine's pregnant, I, uh, I kind of also didn't have a reaction because I've already told you this, but for the like the last two or three months, I have been telling Allison, I was like, I think Christine's pregnant. I think Christine's pregnant. <laughs> I'd been saying it nonstop. And then when it said Christine's pregnant, I was like, son of a bitch. I was right. <laughs> uh, yeah. A couple people have commented and been like, yeah, I kind of had a feeling because no- somebody said I nobody drinks Gatorade solely Gatorade for several months without a reason. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> okay, but I point. did, to be fair. Okay, but, but you don't drink booze. So it's kind of like, why uh-huh. do I keep insisting on how many different Gatorade flavors I'm drinking? Um, I see. I, that was a good, a good uh, astute I thought uh, so, observation. too. So yeah. people were very kind and very supportive. People were very kind about the video, which is on YouTube. I'm going to do a video of uh, people's reactions, even M's stoic and like it was so i really wish that we filmed me watching it the second time i know i'm so bummed it didn't film the second watch after i processed what was happening i watched it with fresh eyes to be like let's just like really (laughs) go into how fucking crazy christine's brain is and then i was cackling and laughing and having the reaction everyone wanted and it didn't get filmed filmed. oh well Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the little baby that Uh, you're going to see me looking really disappointed that you're here. I think this this baby will be fine because everyone is so kind and supportive. And the people's favorite thing. So Alexander made a good point the other day. He's like, I think Em and I are getting more praise and excitement than Blazes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Which is so funny. People are like, Funkle Em and Funkle Sandy. (laughs) I've been getting so many people have been sliding into my DMs just saying like, congrats, Funkle Em. And and I've been like, is Blaze get it? Like, congrats, dad. Like, is this happening? No. (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Perfect. And also, I I just want to say for the thousandth time, and I will say it a million times more, I cannot wait to ruin this baby with creepy things. Like, I can't wait to be, I can't wait to just drop this baby off at summer camp um, and never and just leave for three months. And I'm going to teach this kid, like, I I know that we are distanced now. So I really have to make my time worth it when I'm around this child. (laughs) I'm going to teach them how to like, point at a corner and just like kind of talk to no, themselves. No, that's not nice. <laughs> and then just walk away and then just leave you kind of stunned. Just that's... remember that whatever you do to my child, someday I will get retribution depending on what level of uh, jokes evil. on you. I'm going to have the weirdest kid, whether or not you're involved. You're only going to enhance this thing. Okay, like, fine, fine, fine. I'm prepared for my kid to be creep factor 3000. So like <laughs> if you want to make a creep factor 4000, I encourage it. Do whatever okay. you got to do. I just will. don't and hand it a goddamn Ouija board, okay? Well, that's well, my one ask. Oh, Everything come on. else, that was you're the cool. only thing I wanted to do. Okay, whatever. You can uh, let let them chew on the pendant or something. The okay. <laughs> but that's it. What's it called? Uh, the, the planchette. Planchette. Man, let them you chew need on to a planchette. Go to, to we just to to ghost school again. Um, I also wanted to say people are excited about Funkle M and people are excited that it's an October baby because it's going to be a spooky season Halloween baby. The only thing is it's I know. cutting it a little. I was hoping it would be closer to Scorpio season just for M's sake. Just but, so the universe could punch me right in the stomach. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I was hoping, but no. So it's October 1st, the due date, which is like 
smack dab in the middle of Libra season. But my mother told me I was born exactly three weeks late to the day. So I actually was meant to be a Taurus, which I can't picture. Um, and I was, I know, I was meant no to be a Taurus. No offense to Taurus, but like, I, I don't think I'd vibe with you as well if we yeah, went on the same chaotic Gemini level. Yeah, I can't fathom it. It would be totally different. But so I was meant to be a Taurus, but so I was born three weeks to the day late. And if this baby is born three weeks to the day late, well, then I won't be your friend anymore. Big trouble. <laughs> I'd be like, the show's over. We got to go. Yeah. I told when I called Christine and said, like, congratulations after I watched the video. The first thing out of Christine's mouth was it might be a Scorpio. And I went, <laughs> I went the second it's even near Scorpio season, you just got to start pushing like it'll figure it out. It'll yeah, realize what like, you're I'm doing. I'm going to call the, the OB and be like, you need to induce this person, this pregnant lady. Get like, it just out. go to the hospital, refuse to leave. <laughs> They'll have to put, take the baby out. They have to. Oh my God. Anyway, so, you know, we'll see, but um, it's not going to change anything for the show. No, but everyone was really kind. Like nobody was like, oh no. You know, I mean, everyone was just like super supportive and kind. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not gonna change anything for the show. We're going. We're still planning on re, you know, retouring. I don't know the proper word, but yes. And also, we plan on still having weekly episodes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. I'm not a monster. I'm. A, I'm letting Christine like have maternity leave. I'm not saying we have. <laughs> we're we're doing backlog recordings coming up. So by the time uh, the baby's here, uh, Christine gets a nice little break, and you will still get your weekly content. So. No worries there. Nothing's going to be, it'll just probably be me complaining a lot more, which I mean, is hard to imagine since we do it already so much, but. Um, Question. At what yes. point do I get to see your little belly? Because I well, you know, I'm haven't 18, seen it. I'm 19 weeks now and I feel like I'm finally starting. And I, you know, I have a, a storied past with. Um, your belly? Well, sort of. <laughs> TWTW with like eating disorder stuff. So I've been very, uh, very uh, like mm, dealing with the changes of like, oh, now my stomach's going to be huge and it's supposed to be that way. You know what I mean? Educational Uh, moment. I didn't realize that that would, that pregnancy could trigger that. Yes. Which like did not even occur to me because in my mind it would be like, well, it's expected that it would happen, but I guess right. it could very well bring up trauma. It's, yeah, it's sort of one of those things where you're like, your brain knows obviously this is good and it's supposed to happen, but then like you're kind of, I inst- see. Well, at least my instinctual reaction is like, oh no, but obviously. You know. Well, then excuse my ignorant shit no, question. No, 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 no. That's, so that's not, that's, sorry, I just meant that as a side note, but so I'm like, I guess when this comes out, it'll be 19 weeks, which is supposedly when it starts to be, you know, more prominent, but I, I, as you know, wear giant shirts anyway, so I feel like it'll be a few more weeks till it's like, I can't hide it anymore. Yes, sir. So are you, so as the pregnancy goes further, I mean, we can delete this if this is too TMI, no, I listen. But- as, if the, as the pregnancy goes further and your stomach gets bigger, will your trauma be more intense from the I don't past? think so, because I think it'll be more of like, oh, it's not just like that I'm like <laughs> gaining a little weight. It's like, oh, this is my body's completely different. I, I don't think it'll be an issue. And I've definitely like gotten kind of over it because, you know, I had to. <laughs> but um, no, 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 I'll be I'll be totally fine. I'm excited. I uh, 
I've got some nice new look. I got my tie. This is actually a maternity shirt. It's a little tie dye sweatshirt. Okay, but wait. So considering I'm like two or three sizes bigger than you, can I just have that after you um, <laughs> have the baby? Because absolutely, that would fit me quite nicely. That's the thing is like all the clothes I bought. I'm like I'm just replacing my entire wardrobe because everything is just XL and baggy and stretchy. I'm like, oh my god, I'm never wearing anything else again. Like, why would I ever wear tight clothes again? You know, uh, the I've, I've already said this to you, but the only true curse of this pregnancy is that you are on the other side of the country and finally have the same uh, eating habits as I do. I've actually and cried cried about it twice now. Think of the cheesecake we could fit into our stomachs it's, right now. It's actually like really like the first time I thought about it, I hadn't told you yet. And so it was really hard because I was like, I can't even like express this to M how <laughs> we can't even have a Zoom date where we eat a lot. But then the second time I cried about it was when you said it. And I was like, I haven't said it because I didn't want to like make it a thing. But when you said it, I was like, now we both understand how sad this is. The first time we finally are both always hungry. Always oh, hungry. Um, it could be a real nightmare on our And actually one thing knew. I've been meaning to tell you that I I wanted to wait for the show is that the biggest pregnancy craving I have had Don't. is sandwiches. All ear sandwiches. It's uh, the I predicted this goddamn baby. You are baby. not fucking around. Like I, all I want is sandwiches day in, day. It doesn't matter what kind. I mean, I don't eat meat. So it's like, you know, either vegetarian sandwiches or egg and cheese or PB and J or PB and banana. I mean, sandwiches day in, day out. And like. It is. I literally called. It is the year of the sandwiches. It was and then, killing me not telling you that. Wow. I am, I think, a magician. Yeah, and you also apparently said, this might be the year we meet our kids. And so I'm like, well, you do say that every year, (laughs) to be fair. I actually, take it back, I'm a sorcerer, apparently. (laughs) Everything I say is fact. Uh, This is the year of the sandwich. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, okay, that's, sorry. One more thing, and then I'm totally done with this, and we go into the show or whatever. You're having a baby. We're allowed to have a whole thing. Everyone understands. So I've I've known since January 19th. Em's known for about, I don't know, three or four weeks or something. Uh, Yes, probably. A good month. A good month. Um, And so it's been killer not saying anything, but, and I was really nauseous those first three months, so if you listen back, I probably don't, I mean... I'm pretty good at acting, so but I was probably a little bit nauseated. But um, the only other thing that was really tough not saying anything was the week where my where my app said your baby is the size of a lemon, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to share that so badly, and I was like, I had to send it to like my mom, and she was like, Well, that's nice, and I was like, No, you don't understand. Um, so my mother-in-law was like all over it. And I was like, thank you, Sherry, because I needed someone to appreciate the fun fact. But what size are they right now? Um, this week, a bell pepper. Oh, uh, I don't a bagel. have anything. A bagel. They're a little bagel bite. Ah, they're my little... <laughs> well, a big bagel bite. <laughs> okay, but they're but the appropriate they're my, size bagel but they're bite. they're my little bagel bite. They're and so let sweet. me see when it comes out. When this comes out, let's see what my last week was a croissant. And I was like, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> But I have one app that tells me like '90s style stuff. Like, um, that's fun. Like, yeah, like, it's really fun. Like, like last your baby week is the a, size of a boppet. <laughs> like literally. Oh my god! Can you imagine if it was the shape of a boppet? Just uh, don't bop it. You know, just... <laughs> please don't bop it. Don't twist it. Don't bop it. Don't slam it. Whatever. Don't shake it. Else. Don't shake it. <laughs> don't shake it. Um, let's see. The one that was. Uh, Oh, a slingshot. Well, that seems dangerous. Um, and not 90s. And also not 90s. I don't know where my... I, I maybe may or may not have like 11 apps that I use to, to just have different fun facts every day. It's actually <laughs> kind of obnoxious. Um, 
If it's a bell pepper, then I'm thinking like a koosh ball, you know? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I haven't seen that one yet. A Nerf football, maybe. No, that's too big. Hmm. Because last week it was a cassette tape. Precious. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of fun. Okay. Uh, I think this is the one. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, Emma, I have so. Also, many you said um, you said uh, that I know this is obvious because you're pregnant, but wine apparently is the thing that's made you the most sick. Yes, you know, like what? Uh, the smell or the thought of wine has yeah. made you like ill, nauseous beyond all belief. Like the thought of the, honestly, the thought of red wine is repulsive, and I'm convinced that my body was like, we will not survive this. Like the baby <laughs> will not survive unless we make Christine like. We have to flip the switch. Wine. Yeah, exactly. Like the kill switch on wine is has been activated. I want nothing to do with it, which is the wildest thing I've ever experienced because what? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I'm very thankful about that because, you know, it could be, I feel like it could be harder. Mm. Um, you know what? I don't know, Em. I'm going to find this later because I don't, I have so many stupid apps that I don't actually know which one has the... I'm rocking with a koosh ball. That's I like a I'm... koosh ball. That's probably, yeah. that's probably not, not wrong. Um, let's see. Oh, next week it'll be the size. Oh, last week it was the size of a cheesecake. Look at this. Get out of fucking town. I'm telling you, um, it's been really hard not fucking harassing you every day about this. So (laughs) now that I'm now that I've been let loose out of my cage, I'm going to be just a disaster. So I apologize to everybody. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get the app too, like like a true uncle. And just uh, I'll be like, did you know that your baby's the size of a cheesecake now? Two cheesecakes, actually. (laughs) An entire cheesecake. Um, Yes. So. Anyway, that's my All fun right. fact of the day. Uh, now that's not about me anymore. No worries. Uh, it, I guess that's it. I mean, that there's no other reason why we should drink this week. I think that's just it. <laughs> uh, I drink Gatorade as always. So, as as always, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I'm drinking tea. The end. No well, surprise that's there. Society. Yeah, mm. on board. Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right. So if you enjoyed the last half an hour of pregnancy updates, we're going (laughs) to quickly take a turn. Sorry. This is probably... I don't know if I want to tell you yet. I'm going to I'm going to leave it. I'm going to make you wait for it. Okay. 
But this is the story. Also, this is episode 222, my lucky That's episode. That's right. You're welcome, Just saying. Thank you for raining on my parade, but in the <laughs> best way. We all knew I would do it. I No, I love it. I'm, I'm very excited. Good news. I So, okay. So this story is, um, I don't know how to say the name properly because it's French, but I'm thinking it's Martha Barode because um, it's Martha with an E at the end instead of an A. Martha, Martha Barode? Probably Marta. 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 It doesn't matter because she changes her own name, and this is also the story of Eva. She couldn't pronounce it either. Her name's Eva. Wow, okay. Eva Carrier. Oh my god. Eva C is what I'm going to call her. And that's what she also went by a lot of times, so Eva C. Was it Um, Eva, like the French, like the European version? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. I should have watched like one YouTube video, and I didn't. I'm sorry. It throws me (laughs) off because... (laughs) No, but it's hard. Like... You'd think it'd be easier to find pronunciation things, but it throws me off because Eva um, obviously is pronounced Eva, but for my aunt's name is spelled the same way, but it's Afa mm-hmm. or Ava. And so yeah. it took me a long time to get that right. So I don't know. That's the only reason I ask. I am going to ignorantly Americanize it and just say Eva because that's say it the, the way. It's just how I've heard it in my head this whole time and now I can't undo it. It's it's kind of like how I still don't think of her as Hermione because when I read the books, I thought her name was Hermwine. <laughs> Wait, that's so much worse because uh, I thought it was Hermione. Uh, that makes a lot more fucking sense. Or there's, I've heard Hermione. There's been a, quite a few. Hermwine. What did you say? Hermwine. Hermwine. <laughs> that's rough, dude. That's really rough. <laughs> so now I can never, that's all I hear her. So now when I look at her on TV, I never think, oh, there's Hermione. I think there's Hermwine. <laughs> that's real rough, man. Hermwine is a new level. Of, it's like oh, wine man. and wine. There's like a tang. There's like, I'm from wine. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, sounds sounds, like I'm in, it sounds like I'm in reverse. It sounds like you're underwater in reverse. Yeah. Uh, But so this, rough. I have, so I've been reading this for many moons uh as eva so okay that's just how do eva I, i'm sorry to even to go there not <laughs> necessary fine. on my part no uh so uh mart or marta martha barode aka eva carrier aka eva c also known <laughs> by some re- uh, like some reports as the queen of ectoplasm oh oh okay so this, if um, if I don't want any more photos. Are there more photos of ectoplasm? Because I didn't love that. I forgot about it, and yes. So no, now that you've said that, no. Why do I keep? I can't keep my mouth shut. Uh, let me find it. You know what's so? Uh, what's also really weird, or not really weird, but this is for people who feel like they recognize that name. You might have recently played the escape room. Because just like how oh. Helen Duncan, who I mentioned three episodes ago, who was known for her mediumship and ectoplasm and how she ended up being uh, debunked, mm-hmm. she got mentioned in my recent escape room and also so did Eva C, which um, you can still get on Patreon, by the way. Do it. Also, I'm I'm going to call her Eva, Eve, but to like our Eva, as the story goes on, I am so sorry, and you're gonna know what, what? I'm talking about. It just—I'm just so sorry. I can't. Uh, oh it's no. hard to—it's hard to use Eva's name because the story gets a little insane, and I—we're gonna have to change the name when I get to that point because I can't. It gets a little X-rated. Oh no! So. Why don't we just say Ava then? Okay, Ava. You're right. Okay, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. The whole time I was reading this, I was like, Ugh. okay. 
So um, can I add a fun fact before we start? I'm sorry. Yeah. I couldn't find the 90s, but I did find um, a millennial version that says the baby is the size of a pint of ice cream. So there you go. <gasps> fun. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Super fun. Okay. Anyway, that's your fun fact. Uh, put you in a good headspace before whatever the hell is about to happen. It's about to be a real ride. And again, <laughs> so sorry to our Eva. Um, okay. So, yeah, we're going to call her Ava just to get through this. Mm-hmm. So a uh, very quick early upbringing we've got here. So Ava was born in 1886. She is the oldest of three girls. Her dad was in the military and they lived in Algeria. And that's basically all we know about her youth. Okay. Uh, as a teenager, Ava was engaged to a guy named Maurice Noel or Noel. I'm not sure. I think it's Noel. And she even lived with his family at their villa. Okay. Swaggy. Okay. <laughs> and it was called Villa Carmen. So she lived at Villa Carmen with her fiance. And this, again, she was like a young teenager, I think like 17 or 18. And at 18 in 1904, uh, her fiance went to the Congo and apparently died there from a tropical disease. Oh, no. And so he never came back and she was... I guess I don't know what widowed means when it's your fiance, but she was now just living on his family's property and didn't so know sad. what to do with herself. But his death, interestingly, seemed to have sparked psychic abilities in her. Mm. So um, I'm going to take off the Funkle M sweatshirt because it's really hot and I did it for attention and now <laughs> it's over. So I'm honored you wore it. So I appreciate you doing that. Oh boy! Oh, I want to keep moving the camera away from you. Look, you know what? You're nobody needs it. I I'm not I'm not an attractive sweatshirt take I offer. Beg to differ. Well, actually, now that I'm watching it, I'm not so sure. <laughs> this is really questionable. Also, I've got headphones. Yeah, I don't know. Is, hasn't been planned properly. It, not cute. I didn't think this one through. Okay. Beautiful. So, so her fiance's death sparked her abilities. And uh, so her in-laws, they introduced her to seances because their son had passed and her fiance had passed and spiritualism was kind of, Mm. you know, hipping and happening. And so they were like, oh, well, let's start doing seances at at our villa. And so they originally had a different medium who did these seances for them. But after about a year of Ava watching this happen... Um, and like observing the seances, learning about them, she ended up feeling pretty confident in it, and she was like, "I can just do these myself." <laughs> so love it. Own she it. started. She started being the one to host seances on the property, and she was able to materialize spirits like Uh-oh. with <laughs> ectoplasm. Like, v- how quickly did you just learn to do that? But okay, um, got shady Don't or weird. Don't be jealous, Em. Some people are just naturally talented. Okay, she's just a girl boss. Um, <laughs> wow, that got me by surprise. <laughs> oh, by the way, just for um, millennials abound, the the Gen Zs have a new name for us. It is a uh, chuggy. I don't want to know why. What's that? It it's um it's pretty chuggy. much like girl boss energy. Why is it chuggy? I don't know what the, where the word came from. I don't know what it means, but I do Ew. know that like the Gen Zs are calling us that. Not loving the sound, not no. loving the sound of the word, but it's kind of like basic bitch meets like um, Christian Autumn girl. You know, like oh, the no, like but first co- coffee and Jesus. 
Yes, yes, oh, that's no. that's super chuggy, which like apparently it's like um chuggy. Live Laugh Lemon. Oh Le- yikes. How do you Live, spell Laugh, it? C H E U G. C H E U G? U G. What the hell is that? I have no idea where it came from, but like Live Laugh Lemon, um wearing scarves with everything, uh girl boss, saying girl boss. Um, okay, I'm literally looking uh Chevron yeah. Chevron, you know, like uh, you know, anything that's like kind of basic, bitchy, so basic, right? So over overdone, and uh, like wood blocks with like nice words on them, or like you know, little inspirational moments. I'm literally looking at a list. Everything you're saying is appearing in front of my eyes. As oh, really? Yeah, like live, laugh, love. The wood blocks, uh, juicy, apparently juicy sweatsuits, Uggs. People like Disney adults. When you say like people who say doggo, that's chuggy. Sorry. Um, what about fur babies? I bet you that's chuggy as hell. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> and apparently, like, the, like Saturdays are for the boys. Like, guys can be chuggy too. Thank God, at least boys get to be it too. I'm so tired of being targeted. <laughs> but anyway, so it's like a. I don't know if it's meant minions. As a, Sorry, minions. Yeah. Yep. I don't okay. know if it's meant to be an insult. Um, it looks kind of like an insult to me, but maybe... It's just, I think it's like their way of categorizing like very overhyped things that we did when we were like the cool generation. Yeah, it sounds sad. It says Ugg here that it's... Chuggy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It says it's the opposite of trendy. It's no longer in style. And it's the word you never knew you needed. Which I am I am proud, at least, that I'm not a person that says girl boss or uh, live, laugh, love without the lemon part in it so at least <laughs> i can feel a little better to defend myself against it but i cannot believe i've never heard of this oh my god chuggy feels like if you went if you like for, went to college in our generation and like everyone was like i feel like everyone had the uh the the scarves like that they wore with everything oh and all that oh my god the scarves like those infinity scarves like tory, tory birch sandals oh and, my god uh yeah. tory birch sandal that i mean these this is getting a little painful to hear it's exactly the person you're like if you're thinking of like like people who are like i don't know you you get it you get I, it i completely get it and honestly you know what i was thinking about yesterday that now i'm like extra thinking and i'm actually don't feel guilty about thinking about anymore is like when i have my child and they're a little bit older I cannot wait for Gen Z to fucking experience this because they're going to be like, what? I thought we were the cool ones. And it's like, welcome to our fucking club where you bully the shit out of us. And then uh, I think guess it's what? Like, the cycle continues. It's a weird initiation into being an adult because we did the exact same shit to our parents. Absolutely. And they told us, you'll know how this feels in a couple years. Don't worry. You'll know how this feels. And we were like, yeah. And we then- were wearing like, yeah, a, a Tory Burch sneaker on one foot, an Ugg, sand- <laughs> an Ugg boot on the other, uh, flat iron And hair. now Gen Z's doing it to us. And I'm trying to embrace it because I'm like, you know what? What comes around goes around. It's like, it. I did it. There, It's going to happen to them. It's just the circle of life. But wow, it really does hurt. It, <laughs> it does. Really I'm, does. I'm, too, I'm too sensitive for this shit. Anyway, we really derailed there, but basically Ava's being uh, a little chuggy here with her girl boss ways. <laughs> girl boss. Um. So yeah, so she's being a, a girl boss. So um. Anyway, there's Live that. Off love. Doing her own seances after like a year and somehow having expertise, like whatever. Um. The person that she was best known to materialize was this spirit called Bien Boa. Who sure. was apparently this 300-year-old Hindu man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bien Boa also had a sister that often materialized named Bergoglia. Oh, my. Um, and P- 
pictures of them. So, you know, researchers or investigators, excuse me, would take pictures during her seances. And anytime the pictures of them showed up, they looked, uh, hmm, more or less like cardboard cutouts. Oh, that's weird. I wonder why that is. Um, maybe I should show you a picture and then you can tell me. Can you you please? Because people were hashtag girl boss hashtag chug. Okay, I just opened it. Oh, no. Oh, this looks like it belongs in the back rooms. Uh, <laughs> this looks like a, a ghost out of my night terrors. Okay, this is like when people, when we posted the the one of, um, what's her name who did the ectoplasm? Oh, Helen Duncan. Helen Duncan. People were like, this is worse than anything you could have, which it is. It's It, it was so much worse than anything you could have imagined. But um, it's a picture something like that. It's, it's literally a cardboard cutout. I'm also loving that, like, in 1904 or whatever, they had cardboard cutouts of people. Like, Honestly, can you imagine if you found this at, like, an antique store? I would buy the shit out of this to put it in my I'd be house. like, oh, my God, it's Bianbella. I know it's him Bianbella. well. Aww. <laughs> it's Bibi. It's um, Bibi. So, anyway, so she's, like, apparently killing it. I mean, mm-hmm. her parents, her in-laws are either, like, really supportive of her grieving her her fiance and being like yeah it's a it's it's that's an ectoplasm spirit you're right or they really believed her um and so they started inviting researchers to Uh the seances including a couple people one guy named gabriel another guy named charles charles we hear about throughout this entire story because he is a diehard believer in her oh dear um but so they invite notable people who you know are, are researching this kind of stuff Charles in one month went to 20 of her sessions and later published uh, his like results or his opinion of it in the annals of psychical science. Okay. And this, so he described a little bit about what the room looked like. He said that it was basically the space over the stables or the the coach house. And uh, they had to get up through there through stairs from the garden uh, the windows were covered up to keep the light out because apparently when it only when it's dark do the spirits come out. Interesting. Sure, 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 sure. He also said that the setup is has a cabinet made out of canvas, which I don't that mm. do, doesn't totally make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like it's a like a a fitting room in a mall, like yeah, it's like just a little like, tent thing. Yeah, it's like a curtain space, a curtained off space that you can't see unless they open up the curtain to you. There's also a table nearby for the sitters, and there he made sure to mention there is no trap door in the floor. Oh, um, okay. So in his findings, Charles wrote, quote, oh, this, by the way, this whole fucking story is just riddled with quotes. I'm sorry. I just couldn't. Some of them are, I just could not get rid no, of them. No, I love a good why. quote. So Charles in his findings wrote, quote, I am able to certify that no one was hidden in the room when the seance began. Moreover, as the curtains over the windows were securely nailed to the wall and there was no trapdoor nor secret panel on the walls, I am in all certitude able to affirm that no one could enter the room during the seance. So he's like, there's no way anyone could have come in or out of here. I can like there there were no tricks up her sleeve. There was just a cardboard cutout behind her sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually in the curtain off space, but we don't talk about that. Um, so, and apparently the way that, like, the standard was that she would get up and go behind the curtain away from everybody to start almost, like, meditating or get hypnotized or whatever so that she could really focus in on the spirits. And then she would come out and all of a sudden have, like, this ectoplasm on her. Oh, Interesting. And nobody thought, like, we should go in there with her. Apparently, she had an aide who did go into the canvas room with her, but it was 
like a like that the property's like servant or something and so i guess nobody asked her like are you helping back there like man she should have called tmz like she got the inside scoop <laughs> the, sir, the the employee who works there and is like i'm a nobody but i have like the inside gossip, she should have you know? done like a reddit ama like. i would love that yeah <laughs> get paid good for that if thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo and make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside, a list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but i always make toast with avocado and then i put scrambled eggs on top and i put salsa i can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to i mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> eating better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes there's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good so blaze and i actually get to pick our own meals every week and you know separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and uh make sure the other keeps their hands off i personally love the cold brew smoothies those are always my go-to in the morning if i'm running around dropping leona off don't have time to cook myself breakfast it's a great solution head to factormeals.com drink 50 and use code drink 50 to get 50 percent off that's code drink 50 at factormeals.com drink 50 to get 50 percent off so uh, during the seances where Charles actually witnessed the spirit of Bien Boa, he said that Bien Boa's head, quote, was covered by a sort of cask and over this cask, a turban. And his face was very blurry compared to other faces in the room, which is so like it basically it was a pixelated image compared to everybody else. <laughs> uh -huh. But whatever, that's just how the spirit presented itself, I guess. Apparently he had a long nose and a thick black mustache quote which appears as though glued to the upper lip but charles said <laughs> sorry but charles said whatever that's he's also you know what? like strangely 2d like he doesn't have any he's not three <laughs> if he turns aside he disappears it's, it's the strangest it's thing it's so weird it's so he's got no profile he's pixelated <laughs> i didn't know that could happen in 1905 but he's also covered his in glue. mustache is gonna fall off soon <laughs> 
But anyway, I totally, with full certitude, believe that this woman is legit. <laughs> Charles also said that he had seen BM BN Boa come out from the cabinet and walk around, and he's heard him breathe, heard him speak, and has felt his hand, which apparently was warm and like felt like it had bones and joints in it. Um, Charles also said that he had watched Ava materialize ectoplasm, which apparently came out of her mouth most of the time. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> Tell me. The rest of the time, quote, were variously her navel, breasts, and armpits. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. As I don't a... know which is worse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, the idea of the breasts, interesting orifice to work with. Sure. I mean, uh, I armpit. guess if you're lactating, you could pull that off, maybe? Uh-huh. Yeah, or just like if you got like sweaty underboob, maybe. I don't sure, know. true. If you got a big little big, uh, yeah, you could just hide it, un- tuck flop it under, flop it over, just That's flop right. it over. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good Throw point. some cheesecloth in there; it'll keep you from sweating. You know, actually, not a something. terrible idea. <laughs> Ava, hang on, Ava. you are a girl star boss, in the work. Girl boss. <laughs> She's going to start her own MLM. uh, She's going to contact the spirit world and be like, hey, girl, haven't talked to you in a while. (laughs) Hey, girl, Um, (laughs) I haven't talked to you since I bullied you in high school, but. (laughs) I know you're dead now, but like, I was wondering if you wanted to partner up. Um, So, yeah. So that's breasts. Armpits, the most unique. Like, A for creativity. Navel terrifies me the most because I have my own. I have my own fears about one day my unraveling. my belly button coming undone. Yeah, I I never had that yeah. fear until you gave me the fear. Uh, so it's a little knot on the inside. What if it gets well, undone? It just your whole stomach pours out. What happens? Probably okay. that. Yes, Em. Your whole stomach also, pours out <laughs> with ectoplasm. Apparently. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um. Hmm. Where was I? Oh yeah. I don't armpits. know, but it was all really unfortunate. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. So. Uh, variously her navel breasts and armpits as a whitish substance that creeps as if alive you see my little dance here yeah i love it i feel like uh like hocus pocus right here bend the bones and twist the back okay uh (laughs) as a whitish substance that creeps as if alive with damp cold protoplasmic extensions that are transformed into a hand fingers a head and even into an entire figure so it starts as this white substance and then it slowly like branches into different limbs and becomes a figure a person okay and that's how this right out of right out of the pit strange right out of the old belly button oh my god Um, but yeah because i mean if, if this whole argument at this time in the world was ectoplasm is just this uh tangible energy that pours out of human life and spirits can use it to harness and rebuild themselves into a figure then it would make sense that it starts as a blob and kind of branches into limbs until it's its own it does make sense yeah i mean in that in that world (laughs) barely makes sense sense, but (laughs) also according to charles the stem is grayish white so it like kind of pours out in like uh like tubes maybe or blots or something Apparently, it starts as grayish white with swellings like an empty snakeskin. Ew! The mass is grayish, gelatinous, and barely visible. And little by little, it seems to split into digits at its end. It is like the embryo of a hand, ill-formed, but clear enough to to enable me to say that it is the left hand seen from the back. So... He was just with watching certitude. this thing. With certitude. With uh, certitude. The pixelated hand showed up. Ugh. 
So, yeah, so he's just saying that, you know, he was watching, like, beings form out of this stuff. Mm -hmm. He also did make sure to mention the clothes she was wearing to imply that she had, it was so tight on her that she couldn't have been hiding anything underneath it. Okay. Um, He also did think it was weird, though. The only thing he had a problem with Mm -hmm. was that at the end of this, she seemed to have really high energy when usually mediums after a seance would be really drained. Right. Like when you said, oh, there were 20 in a month, I was like, don't they usually like take everything out of you when when you do these? Yeah. And he thought it was apparently she would like run up and down the stairs and shit and be like really jazzed. Like she would have hyped herself up after these. Interesting. He thought that was odd. But everything else. That's the only thing that's odd. Right. Okay. (laughs) Everything else checked out for him. Okay. So at any rate, uh, after so many investigations, Charles still believed she was like full blown legitimate medium, uh, pretty much like on his deathbed, like still says that she was uh, the real deal. Mm. Uh, But in 1906, only like a year later, she was exposed in the paper by uh, a servant on the property named Oreski. Oh my God, is that the person who went? No. Oh. Oh, Oh, I don't think so because the. Unless um, one of the sources I read was wrong, the the medium that or the person that went behind, oh, at some point one of the um, people that would come in and sit in on her sittings with her was a servant that was a woman, and this one's a man. Oh, okay, so so maybe there were a bunch of them that she had like kind of helping her out, but um, in this case, in 1906. Uh, she was exposed by the paper that apparently during like a public town hall meeting, this uh, servant mm-hmm. named Oreski said that Ava had been paying him to go into the seances via an actual trap door that apparently Charles totally uh. neglected to see. Um, and he would be dressed as BM Boa. So oh, no. <laughs> I guess there were times where she like, Maybe when he left or wasn't working there anymore, then all of a sudden, like, she just, like, had to, like, get a cardboard cutout. it's yeah, just, really, like, a little replacement figure, yeah. Yeah, so apparently there were um, different versions of BM Boa at different times. Um, I'm trying to see if I have a picture of him. Oh, yeah, okay, so here's BM Boa, the person. So this is Oreski dressed as him. Oh, my. Oh, hold on, let me zoom in. Which, by the way, looks like the cardboard cutout, but with like a, a turban or something on his head. And, and I like could be using that word totally mustache. wrong. Yes. Definitely the glued on mustache. Uh, definitely not politically correct. I'm certain of it. With is certainty. That not, is is that not say, the right word? No, sorry. I mean, dressing someone up with a turban and saying, look. Oh, right. Yeah, totally not Not right. what you I'm said. A, the only reason I'm saying turban is because that was what Charles said in his writing. So I'm assuming that. Oh, no. Yeah. I, the... I mean, I'm just saying like okay. what she's doing is probably not not the greatest. Uh, no, 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 no. You know, but also I, I just disclaimer, I'm not trying to offend anybody. If I said it wrong and you see the picture, please let me know. So after this scandal, apparently it was like really damning in her town. And she said, okay, I'm going to go off. I'm going to move to Munich, which is far from Algeria. Uh, Is it far from Algeria? To me, it is. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, it's far. It's a different country, obviously. But let me see. I don't think it's probably as far as it sounds, but I could be very wrong. It feels far. I mean, it's probably pretty damn far. (laughs) My my, uh, Google Maps says, can't find a way there okay well that's <laughs> so not helpful thanks ways wow <laughs> okay well you know what i don't know it's probably pretty goddamn far uh okay let's just put it that way it's not a walk away let's no put it that oh way. definitely not probably not even a drive not even close i don't know 
So uh, she, because of that scandal, she moves from Algeria to Munich. And then there are two stories here. I don't know which one is right. Different sources told me different things. But the one that I was going with up until the end when I found new information was that she left, went to Munich and changed her name herself to Eva, Eva Carrier or Eva C. Okay. Um, but I also heard later that someone I haven't mentioned yet named Albert, he ended up writing a book about everything and he changed her name for her protection. So to Ava or to, to, to Eva. So I don't know. Oh, when oh, it, oh, oh. All I know is once she moved to Munich, I think she started referring to herself as Eva C. That's what I was. That was what I was writing on. And then I, I saw yeah. that he maybe actually wrote a book many years later and called her Eva C in the book. So maybe she never changed her name. I'm not too sure. Oh, maybe he just changed it and it stuck. Either she like, changed it when she moved to Munich or what's that? Sorry. Here's Algeria and then Munich. Okay. Goes here. Oh, well, it's, not, so it's surprisingly not as far away as I yeah, thought. Yeah. You could take a boat probably across the Mediterranean here. And then but yeah, there. so either either she changed it herself, or then many years after her entire career, uh, an author changed it. It just to got protect switched, her right? Okay. But after like a hundred years, it's kind of lost in translation, apparently. Um, but I was operating under that she now goes by Eva C. So uh, while she was in Munich, she started working with another spiritualist who was also in my escape room called <laughs> Stanislawa P. Okay. And this is just her making like a little cameo in here. I actually don't talk about her too much in this. So maybe I'll talk about her one day. But Stanislawa P. apparently started a mediumship photography piece with her where they were taking pictures of each other, like producing ectoplasm. Oh, that's fun. That's a fun little game for mediums to play. Yeah. Um, they hosted their own seances. And when ectoplasm would come out, they would like take little pictures together. Um <laughs> Also, while she was uh, hanging out with Sanislawa P all the time, she ended up running into a huge fan of hers. Uh So Eva's biggest fan showed up and her name was Juliette Bisson. Ooh. And she was apparently married to a playwright, um, Alexander Bisson, who I don't know that name, but maybe people in the playwright world do. Um, But so Juliette was her biggest fan, found her uh in munich and said like you've got to move to paris like i like i live in paris it would be so fun to work with you we could hold seances at my house thought you were gonna say we could hold hands i was like this girl needs to cool it but she's there it's that's probably what's happening oh so it that is kind of what she wink wink we can Uh hold seances we could hold seances at my house feet under the seance table um the toes one the thing that i always send you sending me these pictures of toes intertwining i don't know why i hate it probably that's why (laughs) yeah i hate Uh, it i hate it allison also allison also hates it and so i anytime i see it online i just send it to somebody and i'm like how do you how do you so often see it online i don't I follow the wrong people, or maybe the right people. I don't know. No, but it, certifiably <laughs> the wrong people. I just said it's people, and I'm like, let me know when you're ready to do this with me. And then everyone says no. But honestly, if someone said yes, I don't think I'd do it. I think the so first anyway. time you sent it, I did say yes, and you were like, you're not supposed to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I said only game. if I. I said only if I can do that weird. Uh, toe click thing on the ground oh yes you said that and i said fuck you Uh okay uh okay so yes you were you were 
picking up on the queer vibes here. So <laughs> yes. Uh, so Juliet was like, "You've got to move to Paris. That's where I live. You could uh, hold house, hold seances at my house." And whether or not there was some queer tension, although I bet there was, Eva like immediately moved to Paris Romantic. and started living in Juliet's house with her husband. Oh boy, this is a novel in the making. It. We never hear about the husband again, so he was probably just like downstairs on the like, Barker Lounger the whole man. time. It's like, why haven't I heard from either of them lately? like watching the History Channel out of the loop. (laughs) So uh, Juliet agreed, like, oh, I'll be your assistant and I'll write notes on seances and we can document, you know, your success and you can just work from here. So Mm -hmm. one of her reports, this is from Juliet's um, journal. Oh, Deirdre is calling me. Oh, my God. She heard about the toe thing. (laughs) She was like, why haven't you talked to me about this? I'd do it. I assumed you immediately said it to her, too. Oh, I can finally say now. So my uh, the reason Deirdre's calling me. So now that I am fully vaccinated, by the way. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about this. I I, the baby took uh, took a little bit of the thunder, but that's okay. That's expected. It's a baby. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated now. And so I'm surprising my mom for Mother's Day weekend, which is when this comes out. So I can officially now announce it because by the time it comes out, the the surprise has already happened. She's going to be so So, excited to see you. She hasn't seen me. She told me recently because I'm about to turn 29. She's like, I haven't seen you since you were 27. And I went, that's really weird. (laughs) Quarantine problems. And so... uh, Anyway, yeah, I haven't seen her since two Christmases ago now. Wow. And uh, so uh, my stepdad was like, oh, like, do you plan on surprising her anytime soon? And I went, oh, my God, like, Mother's Day is the weekend that I'm, like, officially, like, free, like, free of this household. Free. And so uh, anyway, Deirdre's picking me up from the hospital, not the hospital, whoa. Oh, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Freudian slip when it's a pandemic, sorry. I know. Uh, but you're just picking me up and we're having like a sleepover the night before. So we get to like hang out and then the next morning I'm going to surprise my mom. So, and then after that, I'm going, I'm going to be in Boston. So I'm doing, oh shit, taking the rounds. I'm going to spend a week at home and then I'm going to spend a few days in Boston. Um, so jelly. Yeah. So are you coming to Cincinnati? Uh, I don't have. I I promise you, if you think I'm surprising you, I do not have. A, I know, le- but I keep trying. Plan. I listen. I'm waiting. I want to wait. I want to wait till um closer to the baby. Um, okay. So I'll be waiting that's, here. That's my legitimate answer. But um, if you get bored and I'm just want to hang out, bored. We'll call no, it. No, I work- can't do it. I was thinking for a second. I was like, maybe I could go from Boston. <laughs> we'll call to it a work trip. <laughs> No, I can't do that. I really did think for a second, like, I could cancel one of my flights and just go from Boston to Cincinnati and then hang out with you. But I, hmm. No, 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 no. Okay. We'll talk about yikes. it later. Yikes. No, oh, no. Yikes. I'm putting too much My brain's on you. doing the Zach Bagans thing. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, happy Mother's Day, Mom. So <laughs> where were we? It's getting gay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the good so, part. Juliet, this is a report from her journal. At, since she was the one now taking notes of all of Ava's seances. So this is from 1911. And Juliet wrote uh, this after a, at nighttime, she was uh, hypnotizing Eva or doing, doing something where they were like, I guess they did some sort of meditation to like help her get in the zone to talk to spirits. And so this was what happened after that quote. I had hardly approached her uh, just to give you context too. This is like one of the first times I think Juliet, I don't know if it's one of the first times, but this is just uh, an example of uh, Juliet's experience with the ectoplasm. Okay. 
Quote, I had hardly approached her when she threw herself on one side and with her mouth open and with that breathing that you're familiar with, I saw descending from her left shoulder masses of material which Ooh. fell over her chest down onto her right side. I then asked what the mass I then asked that the mass should come to me. Almost immediately after I had uttered this, a large packet, I think she means like a large pocket of it or something, um, was thrown on my head from behind. So she's <laughs> from behind, looking, I don't know. She's looking at Ava and seeing it like come out of her chest or something and it apparently like snuck up behind her and landed on her head oh god forbid it glided over my face and eyes moving independently like an animal with moist skin okay the the living material glided along down my back hanging over from one shoulder to the other and entirely enveloped me the whole mass dissolved quite suddenly and disappeared while i still held the medium's hand After a pause of several minutes, Eva said to me, it will now come into your hand. And she then took my right arm with both her hands. And in this position, I stretched forward my right hand. Immediately afterwards, I felt in the hollow of my hand something resembling a pigeon's egg. Sure. You know how it is when you're holding a pigeon egg. (laughs) This egg feels pigeon. Uh (laughs) However, it was connected with Eva's left shoulder by a broad band of substance, and the material is ash gray and is traversed by threads like a delicate skin. What is happening here? Apparently, that's a very well-written description of this ectoplasm. So a year later, they're still living together and doing these sessions together, and Juliet's husband dies. Oh, no, oh, no. And then... uh, Eva stays with Juliet, and they continue their seances. Continue and holding feet. Uh-huh. Holding feet, probably holding more. Yeah. And uh, and Juliet's friend shows up, and his name is Albert von Schrenknotzing. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm going to call him Big Al. And uh, he also was, he was an investigator or a researcher, and he was like, I got to know more about, you know, Eva. I'm hearing all of this. I'm hearing all these things that you're telling me about this ectoplasm. I got to check it out. And so he agrees. I'm also going to start taking notes and photos of these seances and we can build like quite a nice little file. So Albert, who is the one that later wrote the book and called her Eva in it. So I don't know where. Mm, Okay. Got it. All I know is while in, well, after her time in Algeria, at some point she got called Eva. So, okay. Um, So, Albert started investigating her and he had already had some experience because he had investigated other well-known mediums. He also, fun fact, was a fellow student of Sigmund Freud's and he, uh, according to the Guinness World Records, is the first forensic psychologist. Oh my God. Is that like not the coolest thing? That is the cool. Big Al? Big Al. Oh my God. Who would have thought? Not me. Big Al, maybe. (laughs) So uh, he started investigating Eva. He still also, much like Charles, swears that she's legit. Juliet swore that she was legit. Then again, Juliet had probable queer bias. Mm -hmm. Um, And also maybe Albert was like, if there was something going on, maybe Albert was in on it. I don't totally know. Maybe Albert, because they were friends, defended her or I don't know. But he always said that that Eva was legit. So um, when he would do tests and experiments and and research on her, apparently he would have Eva do a strip search before seances, which yikes, but also I get that they're trying to like make Mm -hmm. sure she's not hiding anything. Yeah, iffy, but. In in 1908 or whatever, like who knows what was considered normal. Take your clothes Uh, off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
so did a strip search before the seances and then put her in tight clothing to make sure she didn't hide anything in her sleeves or her pant legs. And then he had her drink blueberry syrup. So that way, <laughs> if she planned on regurgitating anything, it would be stained. I mean, not a terrible idea. It's new. It's a new one. And, it's uh, unique, yeah. And then after the seance, he would give her, I think, like, um, like some sort of throw-up medicine, like vomit-inducing medicine. Mm-hmm. So that way, whatever she threw up, you could see, like, was there ever anything in her system? That's and a was horrible. It that's horrible. So every time you have to chug blueberry syrup and then ma- induce vomiting to, to... Yeah. That's awful. Awful. Oh, well. <laughs> Apparently oh, that, well. Was, that was her life. <laughs> she chose to be involved in this because he ended up studying her for like years, I think. He was like a big researcher for her. And apparently that was his like standard practice. So she was like, all right, hit me with the epicac. All right, big Al. <laughs> he, I was trying to come up with the word for it. Yeah, that's he, it. She really must have like been traumatized by blueberry syrup after that. She must have just wanted to throw up every time she you could at never blueberry syrup after that. Think about it. Yeah. Repulsive. So Albert later used these notes to write his book called Phenomena of Materialization. And one entry is from uh, the year that they started working together. And this was like one of his first uh, experiments with her, I guess. Okay. After about 20 minutes, after about 25 minutes, we saw against the dark background, the distinct shape of a white half mask of a face near the medium's head with two black eye holes. So this is his first time seeing, like, ectoplasm or a figure, I guess. When the curtain opened again, the male face was in the, was behind the medium against the wall. The medium whimpered and moaned as if in pain, and there followed some usually deep tones with a, or some unusually deep tones with a convulsive stretching of the whole body. Suddenly, she moved as if in violent pain, uh, and then he said it was, like, akin to, like, maybe, like, a surgical operation type of pain. Ooh. And made lively defensive movements, as if replying to a strange power intruding upon her. This incident obliged Juliet to enter the cabinet and look after Eva. So this is implying that maybe Juliet is the new aide helping I see. her or something. Or it's he's not implying it. I'm fucking implying it. Like Yeah, we're, Juli- we're inferring it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, slowly, Eva grew calmer, but the sitting could not be connoted. Connoted? Yeah, like connotation, like connoted. Oh, okay. And then he ends it with, Eva vomited some blood. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, ow. So apparently she like just goes into like this like really painful, you know, jerky movements, which then require Juliet to go take care of her in sure. the cabinet. So a lot of people can be like, wow, that pretty much explains how she's getting help. Yeah. So the entries from this book led to uh, Ava C. becoming one of the best known spiritualists of her time. And one of the many things that she was known for, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, but we're going to really kick it into high gear now. Um, she was not only known for producing ectoplasm from her mouth, but from all orifices. And when I say all, I, I mean all. No, I knew we were going there. I knew it. So here are two letters. I knew it. Oh, from God. Juliet to Albert. Um, and I used two because like one wasn't enough. <laughs> wasn't enough trauma. <laughs> Um, and this is where we officially call her Ava because I cannot process anything else. Eva is fully divorced from this story from now on. Eva has decompartmentalized or has completely compartmentalized is, uh, maybe not even editing. Worlds apart. Okay. 
uh, a letter from Juliet to Albert about one of the seances that he apparently missed. On my expressing a wish, what wish was this, by the way? <laughs> the medium parted her thighs. And, and I saw that material assumed a curious shape resembling an orchid, which makes me laugh Wait. because Georgia O'Keeffe was right the whole yeah. time. Okay, first of all, there's that. <laughs> Second of all, so Georgia O'Keeffe's clearly plagiarizing. Um, but also, <laughs> uh, who? Wait, so who's writing this letter? I thought it was this Ava is writing it. Ju- no, this is uh, Juliet oh. writing to Albert about, like, you know, about. Since, since they're both taking notes on her seances, I guess he didn't make this one, so she was updating him. I don't know. This is a personal in their bedroom experience, it sounds Yeah, like. or maybe all three of them were, like, I'm not, like, no shade to poly people, but maybe they were all together. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I, I never saw any um, notes of that. But when I was doing this research, it, it, research, it all felt like the three of them were kind of they seemed very uh, together. Close. Yeah, and, and I felt like there were some legitimate reasons that they seemed like they were all romantically involved. And it would also make sense why... He, they both of them were such staunch defenders of her, maybe, right? Or that they were maybe both helping her look or really maybe good for he her was career. Just, like in love with her, but couldn't have her. You never maybe know. I don't know. I, it love could be triangle. a million reasons, but I, I definitely just like how you kind of got some like queer vibes immediately about Juliet. I got some, <laughs> I got some like thruple vibes the entire time I, I was doing that. this research. So, shout out to thruples, I guess. Um, Okay. I'm sorry, this is the representation you Yeah, this is, this is not what you deserve. Um, this is not what you deserve. So anyway, in, in that case, it also makes me feel weird that they're like both writing about the third person that's not a part of this letter. Yeah, true point. Good point. Uh-huh. Um, yikes. Okay, so uh, yeah, so the medium part of her thighs and I saw the material assumed a curious shape resembling an orchid. Mm. Eva, or Ava, yikes, then said... <laughs> Wait, we will try to facilitate the passage. Oh! <laughs> what was that sound? I don't know. I just hate that you changed. You already failed at your Ava, even <laughs> compartmentalizing. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Horrible. That noise was new. I think that was my future baby speaking through me. <laughs> like, I don't want to live in this life. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't want to be part of this. I'm not even here yet, and I don't want it. <laughs> Take me back. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, it gets worse. Where, where were we? Okay. I don't know. So Ava then said, oh, wait, we will facilitate the passage of said orchid-shaped ectoplasm from between okay. my thighs. She rose, mounted on the chair, oh, and dear. sat down on one of the armrests with her feet touching the seat. Okay. Okay really propping herself up to be uh, matched at eye uh-huh, level. Uh-huh. Before my eyes and with the curtain opened, a large spherical mass oh, no. about eight inches in diameter. That's in like diameter? A... Wait, hang what? on. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that... this is a birth. Hang on. Okay. I was going to say, that sounds like a full-on childbirth experience. but She's like... literally almost completely dilated. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> So, oh no. And then, okay, uh, before my eyes and with the curtain opened a large spherical mass about eight inches in diameter, emerged from the vagina. I've never had to have the word vagina in my notes here before, but here we are. Fun and times. Quickly placed itself on her left thigh while she crossed her legs. So she literally pushed this thing at her and then it just flops it's onto like, her here thigh. Here I am. Quote, I distinctly recognized in the mass a still unfinished face whose eyes looked at me 
wait, wait. <laughs> so this thing is like a bowling ball with a face. It just comes yeah. on out, rolls on out. It's one of those like um like eyes that are also glued on. It's like a two dimensional pixelated bowling ball face. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Here's the other letter, uh, also from Juliet to Albert. Yesterday, I hypnotized Eva as you, Eva as usual, and she unexpectedly began to produce phenomena. As soon as they began, Ava allowed me to undress her completely. Mm. I then saw a thick thread emerge from her genitals. <laughs> Your face. It, it changed its place and disappeared into the navel depression. Oh, ew, 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 ew. So like an umbilical cord. Yeah. More material emerged from, second time, the vagina and with a sinuous serpentine motion of its own, it crept up the girl's body, giving the impression as if it were about to rise in the air. What is happening? Finally, it ascended to her head, entered Ava's mouth, no. and disappeared. So Homie just ate her own like genital ectoplasm. What? Maybe I should have read all that as Zach Bagans. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Nobody. We want this. answers. <laughs> my name is Zach Bagans. Oh, okay. Um. So their seances were very X-rated. If you could not tell. Um. At least to me, I know as the prude of every single one of my social circles, I would have been uncomfortable at the seance. Uh, you are uncomfortable right now. So yeah, I'm I think so. So sweaty. It's insane right now. Okay. Oh, so my God. Careful. What might come out of those pits? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. So, um, <laughs> so, so the seances were um, uh, interesting mm-hmm. uh, of a maybe potential sexual nature. And also, to be clear, both of those experiences, the letters I just told you, one reason that they are very queer coded is because there was no mention of anybody else sitting in at the seance. It was just... The two of them playing with a crotch, it I mean, sounds listen, like. It, it, it sounds like a very spicy relationship. Like, it's I not mean, boring. It was 100% it was not boring. Um, but also, apparently their seances were very um, ooh-la-la. So mm-hmm. uh, Ava apparently would do this like sexy dance to get the spirits <laughs> stirred up or something. And then Juliet and Albert, before seances, would both examine her vagina Uh-oh. for any ectoplasm materials. So that's the other thing why I feel like they this is exam- together. Mm-hmm. Both of them mm-hmm. would examine her. So I'm really hoping they're a throuple at this point and he's just not like a fucking creepy ass yeah. researcher. Yeah, that would be you kind know? of a line that we're he's reaching. He's like a, a dude involving himself in some very queer play. He's like, this is so, scientific. Let me look. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed it's a throuple. According to uh, one source, this is a quote. Uh, this is Kalushin Sloman. Uh, they <laughs> said, names. "I know." They said, uh, "Quote: Juliet would during the course of the pre-seance examination. How is there a fourth time? Would introduce her finger into Eva, Ava's vagina to do ensure no ectoplasm had been loaded there. Loaded there okay. before to fool the investigators. Loaded the there. whole." The whole procedure was so enjoyable for Ava that she often stripped nude by the end of the seance and demanded another full-on exam. 
Okay, come on, everybody. Are we seriously <laughs> pretending that this, this is a fucking scientific fucking, research paper? This is those fucking straight historians who are like, oh, isn't it wonderful that they're best friends and never got married and lived in a house forever together? And would it's touch like- each other's private parts for science. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm so, my vanilla little brain is just breaking <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm over here going, I hope somebody's written a novel because I am like, I want to know more about this paranormal erotica. I'm into it. Uh, I mean, like, to be clear, I feel like a lot of people are going to read me the wrong way and think that, like, I'm, like, against any of, like, this. I'm not against anything queer, obviously. I just have such a weird thing about, like, to me, that's, like, such private stuff. And, like, to be reading this out loud to the masses I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just really uncomfortable for me. I love okay. it. I could. I could just watch you sweat. And uh, I'm literally blowing on my blowing pressure on points themselves. to like <laughs> cool off the sweat. Oh my god, you poor thing. You're gonna have nightmares. Okay, so meanwhile, um, I'm like somebody write some fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like fun. So allegedly, uh, Ava would also run around the seance room naked during seances with sitters. And do sexual things with the audience. Oh my god! Well, this is this is X-rate. Yeah, this is becoming quite. It's an becoming. Experience. It's teetering on like some weird private club. This is like territory. red light district stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and there are pictures apparently of. So here's my favorite of thing. What? I, of what? I. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find the actual pictures and I just couldn't find anyone that was like juicy enough. But there are records that there are several pictures of Ava in the middle of like producing ectoplasm that were almost like smutty pictures, like meant to be sexual. Uh-huh. So um this is like Zach Bagans all the way. Like this I is mean, just like exactly his playbook. Honestly, that's probably why you can't find them because he has the originals <laughs> in his like He would basement. fucking buy them. He would he fucking would, buy and them. They're hanging in his bedroom or somewhere and he's not gonna share them. Well apparently there were pictures, some of the examples I heard of were that there was ectoplasm like literally coming out of her breasts um there were also uh like phallic shaped ectoplasm in a picture with her and she like her posing in very you know suggestible ways she found a niche she did clearly what are the odds that this is where i jump in and say like she was huge for her time and she was clearly fraudulent and yet every man was like oh no she's the real deal a good point like, I mean, talk about a girl boss. Am I right? Like, <laughs> girl boss. she was like, the, if they are paying attention to all the sexy stuff, then they will either intentionally uh, ignore the obvious fraud or they will maybe just be so stupid that they're paying attention to something else. They don't even notice the obvious they're distracted. fraud. Yeah, they want it to be real. <laughs> yeah, but there were so many there were so many people who defended her and still to this to this day until they died they probably just wanted the shows to go on (laughs) exactly exactly they were like we'll give you money like we don't give a shit about the ectoplasm yeah so uh in case people could not gather yet many people think julia and eva were in a sexual relationship together and they also were intentionally using their business to work up a male audience to keep up their notoriety and that's how they made the big bucks listen smart uh, i don't even want to say girl boss anymore because it sounds so demeaning like 
Sounds like real entrepreneurial stuff here. Right here. Uh, yeah, this is an MBA in the works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Albert also, again, because he was taking pictures during a lot of this, he has a lot of pictures of these ectoplasm productions. But a lot of critics said that the faces that would come out of this ectoplasm, much like earlier in her career, they looked like cardboard cutouts. Mm, Some of them look odd. like magazine cutouts. Um, from even- Penthouse and from Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> Why does why does uh, BB all of a sudden have like a nipple on his forehead? What's going <laughs> BB, on? BB, no. <laughs> <laughs> so also Harry Price, of course, chimed in. He said that the pictures that he saw of these seances looked completely fake. The ectoplasm figures looked like they were made out of cardboard. And he said that from what he had read of Albert's uh, experiments, the tests were not properly controlled, and there were a lot of opportunities for Ava to have been like fucking around and hmm. having tricks up her sleeve. Um, obviously, whatever he says, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has to have a different opinion. And so he believed that Ava was 100% legit. He says that Houdini also believed this, although Houdini says, no, that was not. I was going to say, somehow I doubt that. They have such a frenemy relationship where, like, who even knows who's right anymore? But apparently Houdini was, like, staunchly against it, which I would believe based on his history with mediums. Mm -hmm. He even said that her ectoplasm like gimmick was similar to the magician's trick called the hindi needle fun fact oh so he says like no she was a fucking fraud as all mediums are but sir doyle was like that's not true i have letters he wrote me where he was impressed and it's like okay well then bring the receipts he was probably impressed for other reasons uh amen you know what i mean like you could be impressed but also be like but it's also not real (laughs) um but also interesting real quick about you said it's called a hindi needle because mm-hmm. like wasn't bb a hindu a 300 year old hindu man maybe she had some like oh, connection. connection yeah i don't know i don't know interesting anyway, anyway i mean that's a, that's uh duly noted <laughs> uh but at any rate most researchers so harry price and houdini were on the same page sir doyle like believed that she was legit at any rate um most researchers claimed that albert's experiments were unscientific they were not properly controlled and they needed to be redone um, as well as other people who had researched her in the past. They just said that nothing had been properly controlled. And people didn't trust, uh, like I said, they didn't trust his photos because they said that he said all of the ectoplasm figures had like a very two-dimensional appearance. Mm. Um, but his argument for why the images looked so weird and not of our world is because uh, Ava's figures start in her mind and she has to manifest them. Oh. And so however she's seeing them is the way that they appear. In which case, okay. I'd be like, okay, girl, then, like, manifest a 3D person. Yeah, like, like what are you hard. doing? Cardboard? Uh, that doesn't even seem like something, like you said, that should even exist by this point, cardboard figures. I know. Weird. Uh, and Weird. also, people were skeptical about why they couldn't touch the ectoplasm figures during her seances. And uh, Albert would be like, oh, well, because if you touch them, you might get hurt. You might have, like, a dizzy spell or something. So you can't touch them. Mm. Otherwise, you'll get sick. Also, Albert defended Juliet from critics because a lot of people were like, oh, she's clearly the aide helping her in the little canvas cabinet. Mm-hmm. Albert said, oh, that's not true because uh, we always do exams on her, on uh, we always do exams on both of them, apparently. So it wasn't just Ava getting this okay, weird exam. Sorry. It was also, so now he's. Oh, my God. Apparently, everyone was getting 
some some action was albert um, or was it just these two ladies excellent question i don't know and again <laughs> i don't want to know actually why am i even asking <laughs> i say all of this again really hoping like that he's telling the truth this and Julia's all telling the truth, everything was consensual we're <laughs> yeah. under the we're under the impression this was all consensual Dear because also Lord, let's hope. it happened a million times and it sounds like they were all having not the worst time yeah i was gonna say it sounds like at least uh ava's having fun apparently she was according to some sources she was like running around asking for seconds so <laughs> i don't know uh, let that speak for itself i guess <laughs> so uh th- he also said so like oh well juliet we would examine her also before and after sittings and she wasn't always at the sittings and so if she wasn't there who was aiding ava in these you know stunts fair point um even still, investigators didn't officially deem Ava a fraud because there was no logical way that her conjuring this much ectoplasm could have gone that unnoticed by so many observers. Like, people were just like, if she's doing, like, someone at this point should have, that was their whole excuse. Someone at this point should have noticed something and no one's noticing. But then the argument is like, well, they were all watching her naked body get her all. The yeah. Yeah. Like, of course no one was noticing. So, like, think about if, like, eh, Chris Angel. Sorry, Chris Angel, to put you in this position, but think about, like, if Chris Angel, like, whipped it out. Like, yeah. he would get away. I mean, he already gets away with anything. And in like, the other hand, he's literally physically, like, altering the magic trick. And, like, like, pulling a he, visible string, right? Like, I you mean, would come notice. on. So, Ultimate uh, distraction. But yeah, so the main argument is, like, well, someone would have noticed. And the other argument is, like, everyone's noticing something else much more yeah. important. <laughs> Distracted. So in 1916, 1917, uh, it's kind of... Um, I don't totally know the official number, but uh, from 1916-ish to 1918, there was a new guy on the scene who was like, I'm going to investigate Ava. I guess Albert, I think he got chipped off to World War One or something. I read that on one source. I don't know if that's legitimate, but Albert is like <laughs> fucking gone. Bummer. So in 1916 and 1918, this new guy named Gustav, oh. uh, he was really interested in Ava and so he was going to replicate all of Albert's stuff, all of Albert's experiments, or update them since everyone said that they need to be re- redone anyway. So he was doing experiments with Ava, and there were at different times a, t- a combination of 150 scientists or observers at her sitting. So he was doing Whoa. these with full-blown witnesses. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, doing these tests over 18 months uh, with Juliet by his side. So they, you know, he was getting help. And the results ended up being a part of this conference in France called, uh, I'm assuming it's the Physiology of the Supernatural. It's in French, so I'm guessing that it's it's something like that. I'll take it. Okay. Here's an excerpt from his notes about the first time uh, he saw the ectoplasm come out of her fingers and spread to her hands. I will say this picture is kind of badass. I, okay. I'm sure it's obviously a gimmick after everything else we've seen. But, I mean, does that not look badass to you? That's some like Scarlet Witch shit. Ooh, right? Oh yeah. But then, but then, like, just to like remind you, like, this is like what some of the goddamn ectoplasm faces look like. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what you. Oh wait, hold on, I lost it. <laughs> just like so, we're uh, both clear. Like it, like some pictures look really cool, and some of them look really bad. Yeah. Yeah, this one, the the one you sent earlier, looks kind of like she's holding an electric, like a bolt of lightning. In Literally, her hands. She, she looks like, and realistically, maybe it was just like a metal rod or something, and they had flash on. Like, who Honestly, knows? Honestly, yeah, because really that, that balding man to the left, his head kind of looks similar. 
to that uh-huh. bolt of lightning. So it really could just be a reflection. <laughs> um, but so uh, anyway, so the first time that she, that Gustav saw this ectoplasm coming out of her hands, this is what he said. The ectoplasmic mass mounted on Eva's chest up to her mouth into which it disappeared. Five minutes wait. And when they saw a mass of white substance exude from her nose and eyes, it descended down to her knees and thickening as it went. Like, and not like dropping like gravity, but like apparently it's live and floating all the way down to her (sighs) knees. Thickening as it went, giving the impression of skin. After a short time, the skin vanished instantly and the substance then reappeared between her hands and in a... uh, And in it was a very small hand. So like something was forming (laughs) out of this. But the phenomenon ceased almost at once. So the hand was being created and then it disappeared because the medium was exhausted. Resorption into the fingers was instantaneous. So it all went back into her hands, just like how it started coming out. Gustav also did say, though, uh, about his own experiments, quote, the usual precautions were rigorously observed during the seances in my laboratory. I do not merely say it. There was no trickery. I say this with no possibility of trickery. Further, I cannot repeat it too often. Nearly always the materializations took place under my own eyes and I have observed the genesis and their whole development. So he is on board just like every other confused person. Oh my gosh. And he's like, this person is legit. Now, important for later, um, and by later I mean like pretty soon, he becomes the director later of the IMI, which is the Institute of Metaphysical, the International Institute of Metaphysics. I'm guessing it's also in French, so I'm trying to do the English translation uh-huh, on the fly. Uh-huh. But so he becomes the director of that. Okay. So now, I know everyone's been wondering, where's the SPR? What are they doing about this? So in 1920, the Society of Psychical Research investigated Ava, and uh, their main theory was that she was just regurgitating this stuff, and it was sure. coming out, and maybe she had it on strings, but there was no solid proof. And fun fact, one of the people on this investigative team was Eric Dingwall, who was another frenemy of uh, Harry Houdini, who like fucking roasted him after he died. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. I feel like. So uh, apparently the SPR went to 40 of her seances and at only half of them did ectoplasm actually appear, which they thought was weird. But their original statement was, quote, no amount of fraud could explain the certain phenomena that people say they have observed. Comparative studies show that Eva C., is not the only medium producing these manifestations. Accounts of the phenomena with other mediums are remarkably similar to those occurring with her, and the appearance of this leads to leads one to suppose that the mediumistic phenomena does occur in Eva's presence. So they were like, maybe this is legit. That was their huh. original statement. They're like, we have no proof to claim her as guilty. Sure. We're not saying it's legit, but like, like we have no proof until otherwise. proven guilty and we don't have enough evidence. Exactly. And okay. like- Enough of the things we're hearing about her sound similar to the other things we're investigating. Sure. But like I said, fans of her defended her nonstop, including Charles from the very beginning, one of the first uh, people who researched her when she was living with her in-laws. Charles. And he got real fired up about the SPR investigating her and said, uh, the SPR admit that the only possible trickery is regurgitation, but what is what is meant by that? How can masses of mobile substance organized as hands, faces, and drawings be m- made to emerge from the esophagus or the stomach? The members of the SPR, when they fail to understand something, say it's, quote, difficult to understand, and that's where they leave it. So he was like, you have no fucking proof. Like, if it's just regurgitation, and that's all you can come up with, explain these literal cardboard cutouts that you claim exist. 
And so they ended up, con- the SPR report ended up being controversial, like up until the 80s, there were still people like literally like 60 years later coming out being like, Eva could have been legit. Eva could have not been legit. I don't know how that's possible, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1922, this was the final investigation done on Eva. And it was, they sat in on 15 seances of hers and nothing happened at 13 of them. Oh. And so the SPR was like, okay, you're a fraud. Like, how is it that like, yeah, you're not doing anything at any of your sittings? Although you could argue like, well, those were moments where spirits didn't come like forward. Like, if she's in control of it, why it? wouldn't she be doing it, right? Exactly. Like. Um, so the SPR said that after they investigated and, like, looked at it, um, I guess under a microscope or something, they said that the ectoplasm was made with chewed paper and magazine cutouts. Um, <laughs> and one of my favorite things is that there are like documents or there are letters from Juliet talking about like when she would um hypnotize Ava there were like literal cords that she would see like she would see wires like oh. and she wrote she wrote about them so she was admitting that there are wires but she would say that they were um like strings produced out of ectoplasm I see okay so she's like straight up saying like there's fucking wires and but she was like but they're in a completely different mindset, apparently. Ghostly wires. Yep. And even with that, they still believe that Eva was legit. So um, Juliet ended up dying in 1956. And uh, Eva, they they think she died in the 40s. I think 1943 is the year we've all landed on. But I don't know if that's official or not. But even after she died uh, in the 1950s, there was this one guy named Donald West who said that Eva's ectoplasm figures were definitely fake and made from magazines, just like how the SPR had said back in the 20s. And the one of the reasons that he knew this is because he could look at the pictures and literally see fold marks and the names oh, of no. magazines on the faces. So um, there's, oh, no. there's one French magazine called, I think, La, La Mirar or whatever. M-I-R-O-I-R. And one of the faces that is on one of these pictures, one of the faces that formed out of Evo's ectoplasm literally says the name of the magazine on it. Oh, come on. This was also called out back in like 1913 by one newspaper and nobody did anything about it. Nobody like remembered that, I guess. Like nobody used that as evidence. But back in 1913, people were like, yeah, she's using... She's, like, making these faces. Like, how did you not pick up on that? The Encyclopedia of the Paranormal apparently says that not only was she using faces from magazines, but Ava was intentionally, I don't know if intentionally is the right word, but seemingly intentionally was using, like, notable people as, like, she was trying to, like, almost feature them as the ectoplasm faces that came out. So, like, Woodrow Wilson, apparently the king of Bulgaria. um, (laughs) I don't know why Zach Bagans didn't make the list. Um, but uh, but apparently these faces were of notable people from magazines and she was almost trying to like feature them as her ectoplasm people. That is bizarro. And the nail in the coffin was in the same year that uh, in the 50s when Donald West said like, I mean, look at this face. It has a magazine name on it. Another person in the SPR named Rudolph Lambert He reported that he met with a guy named Eugene and Eugene had recently taken over, I guess, Gustav from earlier, who like Mm -hmm. was a diehard and became the director of the IMI. He died and the person who took over was Eugene. 
And so Eugene had uh, just taken his place and I guess was going through Gustav's old files and met up with an SPR member, this Rudolph guy. So Rudolph and Eugene get together and Eugene is like, look at this stuff that I found from when Gustav had my job. Yeah. And he found all of these pictures that never got published and uh, they had they had never gone public intentionally because the pictures were of the ectoplasm faces and they were clearly connected to wires mm. on Eva's hair. Oh my gosh. And it seems that in the early, when at the time when Gustav was the director of it and maybe people before him, it was when spiritualism was at its height. And so it was understood that early members of the IMI knew about the photos, all of them. Um, but they wanted to, uh, they didn't want to debunk Eva because they didn't want other people leaving spiritualism. And so they didn't want it to get out oh, and ruin on. the movement. So they agreed to keep it a secret. And that means the entire time that Gustav was like up and down swearing that Eva was genuine, he knew that there were these pictures that proved that she had was using That's wires. so shady. And honestly, that harms us, in my opinion, harms the spiritualist movement the most because it's like, well, if we know that some people are... You've got to debunk someone. Right. Like if you're fully covering for someone and then we find out later, like you knew all along, like how are you supposed to believe any of it at that point? Exactly. So anyway, unfortunately, that's the ending to it. But that is the story of uh, that is probably one of the wild. Like, I don't think I could have even when you said it's going to get weird. I don't think I really fully understood (laughs) what that meant. I've never had to say vagina ever before this. And this time in my notes, I had to say it four times. How does that feel? <laughs> it's weird because this is a paranormal show. So yeah, I never yeah. thought that that would have to be the thing. But okay. You wouldn't think so, huh? But always no. something new. And I'm, I'm again, for the record, I have no problem saying the correct words for body parts. It's just, I did not know I would have to do that. And it just shocked me. That's yeah, all. it's one thing to be on a platform speaking to lots of people that's already uh, unnerving and slightly scary. And then to kind of throw in some some stuff you don't usually talk about is... Uh, I was just like, oh, okay. Apparently okay. we're talking a lot we're about sexual activity today. Doing the vagina monologues 2.0. This was <laughs> definitely the uh, the paranormal version of the... I love monologues. that. Oh, that's fun. Anyway, I'm so sorry that was long, but whatever no i talked for 69 minutes that why did i pick 69 i'm clearly (laughs) regressing vagina monologues (laughs) i talked for six hours about my pregnancy so i think it's fair that you can talk as much as you want in some ways we both talked about vaginas today that's Uh, right we talked about uh the human body which is beautiful sure did Mm -hmm. okay well um i have a story for you if you are ready for it Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. This is the story of the Lynn family murders. Cool. One day I'm going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never know whether to just keep talking because sometimes you have something to say and sometimes you don't. And then I feel like I pressure you into responding. So I apologize. No, I just feel bad that I'm always... A lot of people think like, oh, because we like I'm part of a true crime podcast, I like am aware of true crime. But like, this is legitimately you teaching me stuff. Like, I have no fucking clue. That's the clue. fun part is that we get to like surprise each other every time i feel Um, like people always think that like how do i not know a single true crime case and i have a true crime podcast i'm like because the whole point is christine actually (laughs) educates me in real time i I know well people always think like well christine should probably know about um vaginal ectoplasm and it's just weird how she (laughs) doesn't you would think she would would. think you've been on this earth long enough i'm lying and i fully know a lot about it and uh i'm an expert so 
Just saying. <laughs> ask me. Ask me anything. Okay. This is the story of the Lynn family murders. I feel like I haven't done a... Well, I was going to say I feel like I haven't done a family murder case in a long time, but I guess I did the Snowtown murders, which was pretty mm. chaotic. But we are currently in New South Wales uh, in North Epping, and it is the year 2009. So not too long ago, early in the morning, July 18, 2009, Kathy Z, and that's spelled X-I-E for reference, mm. Kathy Z receives a few out-of-the-blue phone calls. She's getting calls from regular customers of her brother's news agency who are calling to ask why the shop, which is always open, isn't open today. They are like, is everything okay? What's going on? And, you know, she has no idea. So she and her husband, his name is Leon Bin, but he goes by Robert, Robert Z, decide to head over to her brother's house to just check in, make sure everything's all right, ask why the shop isn't open, be like, people are trying to get to the shop. Where are you? And Mm. his house is only around the corner, 300 meters away. So they arrive and Kathy immediately can tell something is off. Uh, For starters, the front door is unlocked. Not usually a good sign in these kind of cases. Mm. And as they went upstairs, they were confronted with a horrifying sight. I think we can all see where this is going. I know blood is probably involved and I hate it. Blood is fully involved. Yes, correct. Ding, ding, ding. So Kathy discovers her brother, Min, who goes by Norman, and his wife, Yoon, who goes by Lily. So her brother, Norman, and his wife, Lily, are both motionless, drenched in a pool of blood. Oh, wow. Bad bad start. It gets worse. In the room next door, their two sons, Henry and Terry, had also been brutally murdered. (gasps) Oh, no. And in another room, Lily's sister, Irene, who had been staying with them to help with the shop, was also dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is an extensively brutal murder. So five people. Yes. Wow. All dead, two kids, uh, and three adults. So there's blood everywhere. <sighs> Can I ask how old the kids were? Um, you know, I don't have their names, but they, from the photos, they look probably to be like 11, 12, Aww. like young, you know, like maybe 10-ish yeah they look little so uh obviously kathy lynn calls up the police straight away and in this they call it zero 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 which for us is 911 in the zero 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 call uh you can overhear kathy describing the crime scene in english and then briefly pleading to her husband robert in cantonese and he suggested that he would go pick up uh his parents-in-law from their house so they could be notified as soon as possible so it's it's one of those cases where it's a, a family and it gets kind of confusing all the names if you don't like know the story so robert said the husband says you know what i'm gonna go pick up your parents like the grandparents of the family to make sure they're with us when they find out the news right so he go goes to pick up kathy's parents um who are also the parents of robert who has just been found murdered so if there were any kind of like good silver lining to the story uh it would be that Norman and Lily's eldest child, daughter, June, who goes by Brenda, had been away on a school trip to practice French in New Caledonia at the time of the murder. So she was basically the sole survivor of this immediate family, which is horrifying. Um, But so she survived. And so Kathy and Robert are like totally, you know, blindsided by this, uh, especially because the whole family, apart from Brenda, who was away, had been at Norman and Kathy's parents' house for dinner only the night before, which was a family tradition that they had that they would meet together for dinner regularly and they'd all been together the night before and now five of them were brutally murdered so very shocking yeah 
my god, that's got to be like this. I mean, a, an obvious statement here, but like, I can't imagine like your next get together for dinner. And yeah, like, how could it's you, just you? Like, how could you cope with? Yeah, it it must be so jarring, god. even on just a psychological level of like how do you I, even I can't reconcile it. that? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Mister, so his name, Mister Lin Senior, who's the grandfather mm-hmm. figure, essentially. He would recall later that his grandsons, Henry and Terry Lynn, had eaten all their dinner that night, and Henry had asked his grandfather to fix his tennis shoes. So that morning, Mr. Lynn Sr. had actually called the house to let his grandson know that the shoe couldn't be fixed, but he wanted to buy him a new pair. But the phone rang. Nobody picked up. And it almost makes it, like, extra sad because he had no clue what had happened. But he was trying to, like, buy his grandson a new pair of shoes, and nobody picked up. So, uh, you know, he was obviously... Totally yeah, like blindsided. The, the sweet grandfather trope had yes. to be the one to like find out this horrible shit. Yes, like while you were calling yeah. your grandson to buy him new shoes, he had been murdered. Exactly. So before their murders, Norman and Lily, uh, the parents of the family, had run an incredibly popular and successful news agency since October of 2002. They were very well liked by the Epping community. They had both migrated from China and had individually moved to Australia where they met there and fell in love and they soon started a family and brenda who was away during the murders was their firstborn so robert the brother-in-law who's kathy's Mm. husband uh remembers norman his his dead brother-in-law as a very nice hard-working friendly person and brenda the surviving family member would remember her father as an amazing person the hardest working person i know so this is just a very beloved family a uh, very close-knit family. They um, seem... I mean, I don't know anything else yet, but it seems like they had to have been, like, a freak accident, like a because-you-were-there situation. Like, it sounds like they weren't... Yeah, it doesn't sound like they are enemies of the community in any way. Right. It doesn't sound like they could. They would be, like... They would not be my top pick like as, targeted. Like, the next victims. Yeah. Exactly. But we'll get there. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll figure that out soon. Don't worry. Okay. So... Uh, Lily, who's Brenda's mother, was very loving, and Henry, Brenda's younger brother, loved tennis and badminton and was a very outgoing, very cheery person who often played badminton with his uncle Robert. Uh, Mm. So Terry, the youngest brother, used to follow Brenda around everywhere, and she'd often spend hours playing games with her two little brothers. And so that's just to give a little background on... Just to make my heart, yeah, like bleed a little more. Just to Got make it. this suck a little bit more for you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yeah, it's working. Oh, good. <laughs> if there's one talent I've learned from this podcast, it's just making people feel as shitty as possible. So <laughs> I'm glad I can share that with you. Share that joy uh, with you. Well, there you have it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna give a quick recap because I know there are a lot of names here. Um, and let me please ask me if if. Because if you if you have a question or you're confused, I guarantee you everyone listening is confused. Uh, so just let me know if anything's unclear. But so Kathy and Robert are married. Mm-hmm. They get right. a call that something's odd. Something Kathy's brother's shop isn't open. So Kathy and Robert go to Kathy's brother's house to make sure mm-hmm. they're okay. They find the brother Norman and his wife Lily, his two sons, and Lily's sister Irene dead. Mm-hmm. And Brenda is the surviving daughter who was out of town. So. Right. Just to clarify. But the ultimate question, obviously, at this point is who possibly, after all this, could have wanted the entire family dead? 
Yeah, that's that since you opened your mouth this episode has been the question I've been wondering. What <laughs> is going on? Yeah, what the hell happened? <laughs> so in the days that followed, Kathy and Robert, who discovered the bodies, pleaded mm-hmm. to the public for any and all information that could be linked to the case in order to solve it. Um, for the video, they asked that the media not show their faces because they were concerned for their own safety, which makes sense after your entire family's murdered mysteriously. You probably don't want to be on the front sure. page of every newspaper. Uh, yeah, you know. Like you need you need some alone time after yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. You no, keep need it private. A little privacy. Um, so this massacre, the news of the massacre, spread really quickly. Now this is pretty sad. Uh, one person the news eventually reached was Brenda, who was on this school trip in New Caledonia. <gasps> That's how she found out. So she found out about her parents and family's murder via Facebook. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that just, like, blood-chilling? Ch- Ooh. Oh, my God. So Brenda told the Daily Mail that a friend sent her a link to a news article on Facebook that included a photo of her two-story house in Sydney. That's my house, she recalled. It was such a surreal oh. sort of feeling. I think I was in so much shock I didn't believe it. How could you? I mean, that's Can you the most like being the friend. Like, oh, that looks a lot like your house. Like, not even really re- realizing. Like, wait a second. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why so... that hits so close to home. I think it's just like it's. I guess I never envisioned like how in what way you find out someone's gone and like Facebook was not on my no radar. right. I mean, you'd think at least like you'd hear from someone who's been. Someone would prepared call you. to tell you or yeah. either an authority figure who has done this before or a family member who can be empathetic. Wow. Yeah. So really rough way to find out through the media on social media. So mm-hmm. Brenda got on the first flight home and was picked up from the airport by her aunt Kathy and uncle Robert. And Brenda rem- remembered as soon as I saw my aunt, she gave me this massive hug. She was crying oh. as well. And I think I knew, sorry. And I think that's when I knew it was all real. Oh my god! So I just, I got nothing else to say. It's, it's awful. just so I sad. Mean, parents, siblings, it's it's really awful. Um, so Brenda went to go live with her aunt Kathy and uncle Robert so that they could take care of her as kind of a substitute family, while uh, also keeping the news agency running. They kept the business going while they uh, kind of took her under their roof. And the community's love of the Lynn family was evident by the amount of people who attended the funeral. Uh, Brenda school principal Susan Bridge had organized a bus to take students there. And she said she still remembers this day because she hadn't ever seen such raw grief in her life because this family was just so loved by everyone. Wow. So meanwhile, the investigation of the Lynn family murders was continuing behind the scenes. Both Kathy and Robert were interviewed by police uh, and they told the chilling memories of how they found their family's bodies So Robert, whose statement had been translated from Cantonese, remembered the following. I saw red everywhere. I think I saw my sister-in-law first. Once I saw her, I held Kathy and said for her not to look at it. But Kathy had already seen it. It was so red and messy everywhere. So I went out from the room with Kathy. We ran to the other room. I saw Terry's room door closed. Kathy pushed it open and we saw Irene on the bed. There was lots of blood around there. I tried to touch her because I wanted to know if she was still alive. But when I saw her, she wasn't just lying flat on the bed. Oh, sorry. Because when I saw her, she wasn't just lying flat on the bed. So I wanted to try, but Kathy held me back. Then we came out again. We reached the last bedroom, Henry's bedroom. 
The door was half closed. We entered the room and we saw both children lying on the floor. It was very red. Blood was all around. I again wanted to touch them because they were little kids and I wanted to know if they were alive or not. Kathy held me back and was yelling, let's go, let's go. She was so frightened. I was so frightened as well. Holy shit. Oh my God. I mean, talk about trauma. I... There's wow, no- you really, you really, <laughs> really Sorry. came to ruin a day today, Christine. Wow, yeah, I did. Uh, I what did. a I did. horrible, horrible quote you just read. Yeah, the worst paragraph, one of the worst paragraphs probably ever written. Um, so with such a gruesome crime scene with so many people having been killed, you'd think that the neighbors must have heard something. But in an interview, neighbor Janelle Ferguson said that although she was a light sleeper, she had heard nothing from the Lynn household the night of the murder, which was odd. What? Okay. Yeah. So it, it does strike me as odd as well. Uh, in the autopsy, it was determined that the family was murdered by multiple bludgeons to the head by a hammer-like object, which was never found. And most had also suffered neck compression injuries and asphyxia. So assuming, mm. you know, strangled. Uh, in the investigation, the police couldn't find any signs of the murderer breaking and entering. It seemed like the killer had cut power to the house, which sounds like a horror movie already when they like cut the phone oh, lines. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's just that's just Such letting them know like, hey, guess what? You're not safe now. Like, and you're not getting out of really- here. Something yeah. really horrible is about to happen. Exactly. So they think they thought that the killer had cut the power to the house and then just used the front door and like waltzed on in. Mm. So according to ABC News, 24 bloodied footprints were found in the home, all coming from one pair of shoe between U.S. size eight and a half to ten and a half. And this immediately led police to believe that this was one murderer acting alone, not, you know, multiple. Right. And so they followed the footsteps, and that's how they were able to track the killer's movements. They noted that the killer had moved quickly down the hallway, going first into Aunt Irene's room. And from this minimal amount of evidence, the police decided to believe that this was not just a random murderer. So based on what we were saying earlier, they believe the opposite, that because of the nature of the vicious attacks, as well as how the killer seemingly... personal. Yeah. And the fact that the killer knew the layout of the house. Hmm. And must have had access to a key because they uh-huh. didn't break in. It wasn't just a burglary that had escalated. And so the chief of police told the news, it doesn't bear the hallmarks of a typical home invasion in that we haven't established anything that was stolen from the home. Question. So, yes. So, yeah, I think you I, you probably already said this and I'm just like totally blanking. I'm kind of but talking really fast. I apologize. No. How how did they die? Was it stabbings? Was it shootings? Bludgeons it... to the head and then... Uh, <sighs> sorry, Fuck. let me read it again. The autopsy determined that the family was mur- murdered by multiple bludgeons to the head by a hammer-like object, which was never found. Most had also suffered neck compression injuries and asphyxia, which... Presumably oh yeah okay i'm remembering it. i'm remember i for some reason i don't i didn't remember the blungedings but i remember the asphyxia yeah yeah wow so, okay got it the murder weapon was never found uh but it looks like they had been bludgeoned mo- repeatedly okay. got it thank you for repeating and yeah i'm so glad that you wanted me to say that twice <laughs> <laughs> okay well so um because i mean my my thought is like I, I mean maybe they were sleeping i guess or something but if there were five people in that house, like, couldn't there have been, like, a struggle or something? I guess you'll get to it, right? Yeah, you know, I don't totally... You'd think so, right? Because even You would the... think there's it's five against one. Yeah, and you'd think the neighbor didn't... Because the neighbor didn't hear anything. 
it's it's yeah. odd because you'd think if you're killing five separate people that it would especially two in one room up. two in another room like there was one person just watching it happen or i don't know yeah you were, know were, uh, they sl- were they sleeping i assume so because it seemed okay. to have happened in the middle of the night so presumably they were asleep uh, okay, that, that and my sense. guess is that Irene was in one of the boys' rooms because she was visiting, mm-hmm. and the boys were in the same room because they were they, like they were sharing a room because right, their aunt right. was visiting and staying. In, so that's presumably why. But yeah, I don't totally know if there's any clarity on like the fighting back or okay. anything like that. Sorry, I just no, no, didn't know. Okay, so. They said it didn't look like a typical home invasion. Nothing had been stolen from the house. So presumably this was a personal attack. So they believed that whoever killed them basically knew them personally, knew the layout of the house, knew the family. And one of the people that shot straight up the list of potential subjects, sorry, suspects, was Robert, Kathy's husband, Mm. who was one of the people who found the bodies. So Robert had trained to be an ear, nose, and throat specialist in China before moving to Melbourne in 2006, where he met Kathy. And when he moved to Melbourne, Melbourne, according to the Daily Telegraph, Robert had opened a restaurant, but the venture failed, and so he and Kathy moved to Sydney. Mm. They had lived there and were kind of dipping in and out of employment ever since. They were struggling with money, and this had caused a bit of tension in the family. It was hypothesized that Robert could have a motive for killing Norman and his family because Mr. Lynn Sr., so his father-in-law, and his wife, so Norman and Kathy's parents, uh, his parents-in-law, viewed Norman and Lily's family in higher regard than Robert and Kathy's. So basically they thought he had this, like, uh, what's the word? Envy? Yeah. Like the uh, inferiority complex. Yes. Yeah. 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 And potentially envy as far as like he was not as successful. His business ventures had failed and his brother-in-law had this successful company and this beautiful family. And he. Feeling like a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. And so they believe that might have been the motive or he he at least could have had a motive uh, for killing them. Okay. So he's up there on the suspect list. And with that in mind, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, a heated argument had taken place less than two months before the gruesome murder. And in this argument, Mr. Lynn Sr. had said to his daughter, Kathy, and son-in-law, Robert, we are not happy about the situation with you not working and just getting social welfare. So they were not approving of this relationship. They didn't like that their daughter had married this guy who wasn't making money, who, you know... And Got so it. this had just happened recently before the murder. So this just added to the fuel, added fuel to the fire of him being right. a suspect. So the Sydney Morning Herald continued saying that Mr. Lynn Sr. revealed soon after the Lynn family's funeral, Robert suggested that he and Kathy should take control of Norman's assets. Mr. Lynn Sr. said he told Robert that according to Chinese tradition, once a daughter marries, she ceases to formally be a member of her old family and becomes a member of her husband's family, meaning that Mr. Lynn Sr.'s daughter, Kathy, and Robert were a separate family, so they didn't have, in his mind, access or claim to the inheritance, to the assets of their dead relatives, which totaled, by the way, to approximately $2 million. So talk (laughs) about motive. (laughs) Right. LOL. LOL. So now this grandfather or father-in-law is saying like, well, actually, technically, you don't have any claim to this inheritance, but nice try. So this inheritance dispute headed toward litigation and the relationship between Mr. Lynn Sr. and his son-in-law continued to be tense and get worse. 
Mr. Lynn Sr. observed there had been no conflict between the two families before the murder. And in fact, before the five members of my son's family were murdered, we had a normal and good relationship. It was only after the five members of the family were murdered that we started to have disputes with them. The disputes were mainly concerned with the guardianship of Brenda and my son's inheritance. So now this family's in like, you know, butting heads over the money and the surviving daughter. Right. Where should she go? So with this potential motive, investigators not only comb through the crime scene at the Lynn household, but also naturally investigated Robert and Kathy's house. Unfortunately, in Robert's interview on July 18, 2009, he revealed that he had just happened to clean up his garage a few hours after the murder. <laughs> just... Just a casual, just a, just a sweep. Just, just a, a quick just, sweep. Yeah, just, just a quick perusal. Just, just you know, getting the clutter it. out. Just swiffer yeah. it a, like a little bit into the corners. Yeah. So not a huge spring clean. Just a just a a walk around. Just, just see a touch what, up. Touch up. Put slapping some paint on that barn. You know, just like spray some Febreze. You know. So he <sighs> revealed that he had happened to clean up his garage just hours after the murders because, well, it was a bit untidy. <sighs> okay. You know. Yeah, that that doesn't pan out unless he's completely like putting that in the back of his mind yeah. and like that's locking, how he deals with locking the trap something. door. Yeah. 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 So interestingly, now this is your favorite part of the Night Stalker case, the bloody footprints turned out to be Fucking a footprints. <laughs> turned out to contain a lot of telling information for investigators. Okay. So much like finally, Jesus I know, Christ, I know. Finally, it has something. Can you put those people on the Richard Ramirez case and like, because <laughs> those cops knew what they were talking about with feet. Yeah. Well, remember, but the Richard Ramirez, they they tracked the shoes all the way to the shoe store that it sold them, but they didn't have a record of who bought them. So that was more just like sad luck. But it's still trash. It was still. I didn't like having to be a part of that story. <laughs> wholly infuriating. Yes. So the shoe prints at the crime scene matched the style of an Asics gel elevation shoe. Okay. <sighs> Guess who had a pair of Asics gel elevation shoes in size nine and a half? Robert did it. <laughs> Robert did it. Okay. I was going to say no one. Just kidding. It was Robert. But when you said Robert did it, I was totally <laughs> thrown. That was the perfect response. Yes. Robert. Robert, Robert, Robert had a pair of A6 gel elevation right in that sweet spot of sizing that they had estimated the shoes to be also the investigation observed that the only room now this is interesting where there were no traces of bloody footprints was brenda's so if the murderer was looking to murder everyone in the house how would the killer uh -huh. have known right to like not go into her bedroom sneaky, unless sneaky. they knew that she was out of town sneaky sneaky very sneaky sneaky so this all came to a head when a year after the murders a tiny stain that had been discovered under a chest of drawers on the floor of robert's garage was reanalyzed one of the forensic experts jay gerhard who had trained in bloodstain pattern analysis was convinced that the tiny stain which would have famously become known as stain 91 which sounds like <laughs> a band wow. in my opinion like stain area 91. 51 yeah 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 uh, said that the he believed that stain 91 was a transfer stain. So a transfer stain, according to the Australian, is the kind of stain produced from coming into contact with an object such as clothing, a weapon, or a bag wet with blood. So basically it's like transferred to a surface. Uh -huh. It's not like dripping from you or something. It's like right. had been pressed on by another object got it so he believed that's what it was uh so lab tests proved that the tiny mark was consistent with the dna of the slain lynn family members so it was indeed their blood hmm. 
things are not looking good for Robert and his shoes and his nice Asics. Uh, it didn't help that a secret camera the police had installed in Robert's kitchen saw him cutting up an ASIC gel elevations shoebox. <laughs> Bye. Well, there you have it. See ya. Uh, yeah, he was cutting it up and then um, he was soaking it in water and then he was flushing it down the toilet. Uh, I'm so- Fire is such an easier way to do anything. I don't- valid point, Emily. Like, what a waste of time. <sighs> I mean, you can't even claim like, oh, that's how I get rid of garbage. It's like, no, you're, no, it's not. Yeah. No, 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 nobody does that. You know what? How you can't get rid of garbage? Incinerator. Just saying. Yeah, and honestly, that happens a lot where people are like, oh, I just had a bonfire, which I mean, to be fair, is also sus as a hell, but uh-huh. whatever. So he is literally on a secret camera, like <laughs> cutting up a shoebox of the exact shoes that were, uh, the prints were found at the crime wow. scene. So. Not a good look. Robert was arrested, not surprisingly, on May 5th, 2011. And it took, apparently, it took him, his wife, Kathy, and niece, Brenda, by total surprise. Uh, Robert's trial was scheduled for September of 2013. And this is kind of sweet. So remember how I mentioned earlier there was a principal at Brenda's school who had, like, gotten a school bus to, like, yeah. bring all the students? So she, her name's Susan Bridge, and she was the one who persuaded Brenda to get a lawyer. So... Mm. Brenda's like in high school and this principal is kind of like taking her under her wing and being like, you need a lawyer at this point, um, Got it. which I love. Yeah, I'm loving. Well, not surprised that uh, people at I was going to say teachers, but I guess she's the principal or something. Yeah, principal. She's, yeah. But uh, yeah, loving that educators are taking in kids. Uh, yeah. And they need to be paid Protecting more. them. Right. Exactly. Because they love your children. And doing a job that like somebody needs to fucking do and somebody isn't doing. Also, um, by the way, last week was Teachers Appreciation Week. So oh. um, just uh, taking the segue, the segu to thank <laughs> teachers for not teaching me how to fucking pronounce segue. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, that took a turn. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. <I'm> not- <laughs> I appreciate all of my teachers. Yes, except thank you. a handful of you. Thank you for you know who you are. <laughs> you uh, know who you are. Thank you for all that you do. I, we especially this past year, we appreciate you endlessly. Um, so in a Seven News special, which debuted years later, Principal Bridge described how she had witnessed a strange encounter between Brenda and Robert, uh, her uncle. So this goes again to to the notion of this principal taking care like keeping an eye on and taking care of one of her students so she said he was so physically close to her face speaking loudly and rapidly in cantonese brenda's head was down and she was crying it was clear he was trying to get her to agree to something i did feel that i had seen a side of robert that was potentially a dangerous side that night principal bridge had confided to her husband i think i've spent all day with a murderer Ooh. This girl's onto something. She's, she's like, good. <laughs> she's talent. she's sensing the gut vibes, and she's listening to them. I love that as a principal, she's finally like, okay, these skills that I've had that have been laying dormant are finally <laughs> right. coming to use, like uh-huh. yep. in a big way. Yeah. Uh, so in Brenda's meetings with her lawyer, she revealed that this is another dark turn. Uh, she revealed oh. that her uncle Robert had been sexually abusing her <gasps> since well before the murders even took place. Oh, my God. Wow. It just keeps getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. And she originally wasn't even sure if it was relevant to the murder trial. Um, But with this new information, Brenda's lawyer had no choice but to postpone the trial. So 
was postponed Oof. one more time. And then apparently the judge got sick, so they postponed it one more time. So it was February of 2015 that the trial commenced. And remember, the murders wow. took place in 2009. So this is like yeah, a holy big shit. gap of time. Uh, basically, Brenda's had to grow up in this whole span of time, yeah. too, which is really sad. Like not even knowing the real truth of anything. Um, so just really, really dark stuff. It was at the trial that Brenda was confronted with all the evidence uh, previously discussed. You know, she hadn't known all this, that the prosecutors had all this against her uncle uh, until the trial. So now she's seeing all this in wow. front of her, which must have been just shocking. Yeah, because I was about to say, well, if you had six years to, like, at least process the grief, maybe it kind of worked in a silver lining way of, like, when you got to court, you could really, like, focus and not yeah, have your emotions yeah, yeah, overwhelm you. But then if you're just going to get thrown all this information you didn't know about for six fucking years, and now you're, like, back to being all and jarred. And living with the man, right? Like, she's been yeah. living with these people and, like, didn't know that they had all this against him, that they were building this case. So, wow. she, yeah, she didn't even know any of this until the actual trial so at the trial, she was confronted with all this evidence, uh, which must have just been super jarring. And of course, Brenda and her grandparents were at the trial as well. And they were all completely, you know, just it's just heart wrenching. They were carrying photos of the family members as they left the courtroom. Um, just their photos of them holding photos of their kids and their grandkids. It's very sad. Um, so we're back to Stain 91. Uh, Stain 91 was presented as evidence. And Robert's lawyer, Belinda Rigg, refused to accept that stain 91 was actually blood and said the DNA could have been transferred to the garage floor in a number of different ways unrelated to the murders. She urged okay. the jury to understand how highly uncertain this data is and claimed that the DNA of the two deceased boys could also have gotten onto the garage floors because they played regularly in the garage before their deaths. Which I guess is fair. Like, it's not that absurd, I guess, to think like, oh, maybe they scraped their knee and... I guess so. I guess. You're right. right? Like, it, it's it's like bullshit, you know, because we are hearing this whole story, but I can see why that wouldn't be the most compelling. It's a it's a lukewarm, solid defense. Agreed. Like, it's not out. It's not like. I don't want to agree with you, but I But OK. <laughs> yeah. It, it's sort of like, well, I guess you have a point in my personal mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah. So the I don't want you to have a point, but you've got the point. <laughs> <laughs> you never want me to have a point. Don't worry. I'm used to it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so the prosecution made the case that on the night of the murder, Robert had sedated his wife, Kathy, in order to sneak out of the house unnoticed. And the following day when he had gone to pick up his parents-in-law, he had also, remember when he said like, oh, I'll go pick up your parents to make sure they're with us when they find mm -hmm. out the news. They believe on that drive, he had used that as a t the time to dispose of the murder weapon that was <gasps> never found. Oh, so that's kind of how they pictured the whole timeline going. So now we're all wondering, like, well, how did they come up with this? Because it's like, oh, then they he threw the murder weapon away on the trip. And it's like, well, how would you like it sounds like a guess, right? Yeah. Well, turns out they actually had some intel that nobody <gasps> knew about. <laughs> hot goss. Oh, my gosh. Hot prison goss. Let's put it that oh. way. Oh, yeah. okay. So it didn't help for Robert's case that while in Long Bay Prison, Robert had confided in a fellow inmate known as Witness A, who oh. happened to be a prison informant uh -huh. <laughs> undercover. <laughs> why, would, why wouldn't you think you were going to get put How with like... stupid. If you were like the hot ticket like crime that people are really investigating yes! right now, why wouldn't you think they'd plant someone? 
plant someone who's asking you about the murder? I mean, come Truly. on. And I'll tell you in a minute how this guy, Witness A, convinced him to talk. It's just I pathetic. bet he literally said this. Talk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Eb, you're not fucking far off. I'll put it that way. Wow. You could probably be a prison informant. I, so if, Look, I, if it's just that, if it's me sitting on a on a bunk bed going, tell me the hot goss, then... Actually, I think you already are a prison informant, and I just haven't it's realized It's called Tea Time it. Tuesday, actually. Oh, my God. Also, I've given you so much fucking ammo. I need to be more careful. <laughs> oh, no. You are witness B. Um... <laughs> As so, in, be careful, because I'll get you. <laughs> witness T, Tea Time Tuesday. Ah! I love it. Okay, anyway, uh, sorry, Witness A. Witness <gasps> so Witness A, whose real name, by the way, was Josh, um, which was later revealed. According okay. to a Nine News article, Robert had told Josh, Witness A, that he had bought the hammer he used from a $2 store, that he had martial arts training, and that he had demonstrated on Witness A a pressure point in the neck, which meant he could easily incapacitate his victims. So, essentially, what he's saying happened is he bought this uh, hammer from the dollar store, the $2 store. Yeah. The, uh, excuse me. Everything is twice the price there. Why would you go there? Why would you not go? <laughs> Listen. I'm not going to ask because maybe the quality of the hammers are slightly different. When Dollar Tree is right down the road, by the way. Come on. Come on. And in LA, there's the 99 cent store. Why would you? I mean, come on. At that. Sorry. Moving on. Maybe in New South Wales, they only have $2 stores. Who knows? Maybe. Um, So he's basically saying now that he has this nose because of his martial arts training. He knows of a pressure point in the neck that will incapacitate you. So that is. I guess goes to the point of how did they not Asphyxia? fight back? Or oh. like how did they like if he incapacitated them and then bludgeon them? Right. I right, guess it makes sense out. why they weren't moving or struggling or, or fighting. Right. So I I don't know that. I guess that's And yeah, if it's in the neck, maybe it's like hitting their windpipe or something so they couldn't scream and then the light sleeper next door didn't hear anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it's in, I mean, I think what he's saying is like it knocks you unconscious, basically. So, oh, a like pressure sleep. point that like incapacitates you. I think is what I'm gathering, but I mean, Got I it. could be wrong. Um, so in terms of Josh, aka Witness A's tactics and in getting intel from Robert, getting the the tea, he just kept <laughs> saying that they had to look out for each other, and they built a bond on that. And that's literally all he did. And the guy was like, I'll See fucking talk. Like yeah, bragging, exactly. basically. Which I'll is so sing. fucked up. I'll fucking sing. Yeah, I'll sing for you. And also, you killed two children, too. It's not like, oh, I killed like some guy that did me wrong. It's like, you murder two children and you're bragging about it. It's it's sick. I mean. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering up until this point, too, if he at least felt some sort of shame no. about it. And now. I, ha- I have no doubts. Got it. He yeah, does not. It's, yeah. 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 Uh, he thinks he's hot shit, you know. Um, so he says he killed them and he's proud of it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Josh even entered one conversation with Robert wearing a hidden listening device. And it picked up Robert talking about the murder and the murder weapon. So, like, this guy's just blabbing away. At every chance he has. Not <laughs> a care in the world. It's probably the easiest undercover job ever, but I don't That guy know. had to have been thinking in his own head, like, are you fucking, I'm getting paid to do this? Yeah, like- <laughs> damn. <laughs> he did, actually, there was a quote where he said something like, it felt like tying on my 
they said footy but like soccer like tying on my soccer cleats again like i was like back in the game i was like amped up i mean he's doing a good job here he must just be one of those trustworthy people that people just like blab to you know those warm eyes they always get you just suck you right in yeah yeah so uh on trial robert's barrister argued that a jury shouldn't be allowed to hear these taped conversations because the tape was wholly indecipherable in parts and that Josh had misrepresented himself and violated his client's fundamental right to silence because he never would have met with Josh if he'd known he was a police officer. The judge rejected this argument and provided the recordings to the jury to be considered in the trial because that's bullshit. So Uh if he knew this was a cop, he wouldn't have told him all about the... Well, no shit! (laughs) Duh! That's the point of an informant! That's literally the point! of a hidden wire like what are you talking about yeah yeah that was a hail mary that did not work like what about the security footage and yes exactly kitchen like if he knew there was a security camera he wouldn't be like paper macheing his shoe boxes i mean like (laughs) stupid argument yeah so when explaining what robert's motive was according to the sydney morning herald prosecutor tanya smith said the perceptions of him invoked intense emotions including anger and resentment and he directed these emotions at norman and his wife She added, also, he was hurting the people that had not given him the respect and admiration he believed he was entitled to. Hmm. So he just felt like he was being, he wasn't being respected by his wife's family. So maybe they should all die, which is beyond. 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 On top of this, Robert's assault of his niece, Brenda, added another layer to this. uh, That perhaps by wiping out the whole family, Robert would be able to guarantee that Brenda would live under the same roof as him, <gasps> which is so chilling. Whoa. Yeah. That's one of those um, riddles you play with people of like, do, can you think like a killer or something of like. Yes. How sick is that? Yeah. I didn't even put those two things no, together. Me neither. Because totally makes sense. Why would you even think of that? But then of course he argued to have her live with him. Yeah. Uh, and years later, Brenda came forward to say the abuse had escalated once she moved in with the Z's oh. after her family's murder, which is just heartbreaking i can't even begin to think about her knowing she had to go live with him yes that's a really good point too like a finding out on facebook your whole family's been murdered and then hey you're moving in with your uncle who assaults you like yeah and And there's and and there's nowhere to run this isn't a temporary hangout this is like your parents are dead and not gonna save you and every time the trial is set it's postponed again so like it's just gonna keep going and going and going so just all bad and that added a whole new layer to it a new horrific layer so although the trial ended in a hung jury after 11 days of deliberation in december 2015 after another trial robert was found guilty of murder in a majority verdict of 11 to 1 who the fuck was mr uh, one listen i don't know maybe him in a mustache maybe him as a cardboard (laughs) cutout like i don't know who the fuck was in that jury I don't think I'm convinced. It's like, okay. What on earth? Okay. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they have. It was Witness B who wasn't doing his job very well. (laughs) Witness B. I mean, they have a literal tape of him talking about how he how he did it and where he disposed of the murder weapon and that guy literally fell asleep in the middle of the jury and then woke up and was like what what it's like no i don't know i mean what are we voting on yeah Yeah. it must be like there's no fucking way so just wild but thank god he was finally convicted found guilty of murder and on january 12th 2017 after the verdict was announced robert proclaimed i did not murder the lynn family i am innocent and guess what his wife kathy still to this day believes he is innocent 
<laughs> okay, Albert Gustav, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, <laughs> and apparently every man. Albert! Yeah. Get Ka- with the program. Kathy, it is obvious. Yeah, Kathy, like, fully believes her husband. And, I mean, to me, I you know, I'm no psychiatrist, obviously, and I'm not, in a, I'm not making a diagnosis here, but it sounds like um, denial. Uh, it, I don't think you need to be a psychiatrist. I know, you're right. Uh, it's a stupid thing like, to say I, it sounds like denial, like, girl, maybe. Girl, get with the program. But, like, like you know, <laughs> to find out your your niece yeah. is, is being abused by... I mean, you hear those stories where, like, yeah. the parents don't want to believe it because it would just shatter their whole worldview or whatever, you know, and it just sounds... And that must just be so isolating for Brenda, too, that, like, her own aunt doesn't believe... Doesn't believe, but, does, yeah, isn't yeah. on her side. It's really, wow. really hard to hear. Uh, again, thank God for that principal who was like, I fucking Truly got your back, you know. Teacher of the year. <sighs> Honestly. So uh, Kathy maintains that her husband was framed by police and that this was a prejudiced cover-up. Maybe she Good was grief. on the jury. I have no clue. Um, so this insistence to prove her husband's innocence escalated to the extent that during the trial, she would bombard her niece, Brenda, with texts. <gasps> Trash. 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 And Brenda nope. later explained in the 7 News TV special, I was very disappointed by that because when I gave evidence, I told the truth. And she used to send me messages saying that he was innocent. He was being framed by police. I hope one day she can realize that all I did was tell the truth. She's better off not with him. Oh, my God. Brenda, you got a fucking head on those shoulders because I would have been like. Brenda, how on earth have you stayed grounded after? Ev- so grounded. You you deserve to be a mess. Like, so mature, come on. So like, grounded. You have gotten it you've you are uh a gem you've been put through uh i would say hell but it's probably worse than that so i don't even know the right word hell sounds nice compared to this yes so it had taken four trials spanning over seven and a half years but finally robert was convicted and in february of 2017 brenda courageously talked about the brutal murder of her family on seven news and through tears she said i'd give anything to have my family back before thanking all the people who showed her kindness Quote, I started off being really bitter. I didn't like what happened to me. I blamed the world. Throughout that journey, every day people reached out a helping hand. It's really changed my life. I mean, probably the most mature young person I've ever heard of. What a star. Like, holy shit. I would not, like, I I would be um, not that stable. I can barely forgive my, like, high school ex-boyfriend. Like, let alone, like, get over something like this and cope with it in a mature way. I can't fathom. I mean, um, wow, snaps to you. All good energy to you for the rest of your life. Truly. Wow. And I mean, thankfully, I have a positive update here, which is that based on her Instagram, she <gasps> lives with an adorable husky named Sky. So sweet. Oh. And uh, she's graduated from the University of Sydney, and she did a degree that seems seems to be law, and it doesn't point blank say it's law, but there's a picture. One of her posts is a shredded textbook all over the floor with the caption, the remains of my textbook. I guess Sky is not too keen on taxation law. <laughs> and so she seems to be doing well. She sounds funny. She sounds like a, like a sounds, little pistol. Yes, exactly. And sounds funny and uh you know posting positive sweet photos and getting a degree in law and having a a baby husky pup wow. i mean kicking ass it. yeah 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 so uh, I, I think this is the first time you've ever been able to give an instagram update <laughs> on someone <laughs> i've definitely done some facebook ones because they were like older where you mm. could still see their profiles right. uh, before they disappeared or whatever but yeah i think Instagram's not one i usually think to look at uh, gotta, wow. Maybe I'll think do that more often in the future, but 
Yeah, well, you know what? If, if you hear this, I, I don't know if you would, but if, if you hear this, Brenda, like, you are such a fucking rock star. Man. I can't imagine. Quite honestly, you're my role model. Uh-huh. Well, you definitely, you've definitely got it together compared to me, and I really compared got nothing to, to complain about. Compared to most people ever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let well alone. done. Yeah. You did it. You're, if, um... I don't know what your beliefs are, but I imagine the universe is smiling on you. You've yeah. really knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Agreed. So that is the story of the Lynn family murders. Very tragic. Um, very dark, but, you know. Wow. Just another one of those horrible, horrible things. But at least the guy's in fucking jail. Yeah, but, like, not at a least. moment too fucking soon. No. Like, oh, come on. Like, no. that guy needed to be in jail at least a Pronto. decade before. Yeah. Yeah, That's before awful. the murders even, right? Like he was Before the murders, how about for her? just assaulting your fucking niece on stop? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is just I can't imagine. No. Well, I hope he's having a really horrid time there. I do too. I mean, he killed two kids, so I can't imagine people love that about him. That does bode well for my wish that he's having a horrid time. So <laughs> anyway, uh great telling of the story, but what a awful story dude my child's gonna be born with like some uh, you said your child's gonna be weird i think both our children are gonna have some real weird like yeah because like you stories think, in their heads well i mean if it's even like you know food and product and stuff that you put on your body and in your body that the baby retains like imagine the stress of having to read these stories every fucking week yeah and that baby the I'm, baby's gonna come out being like ah! Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold me back. Yeah. The, my therapist. That baby's going to need a gravity blanket immediately. My therapist is like, what are you doing for self-care? And I was like, I, what do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. What are you talking about? So I'm trying baby's to baby's going to be like, I need wine. I need it now. I need- Give me. <laughs> Uh, sorry, mom, that I made wine an, aver- an aversion to you because I think we both need it. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't mean it. I didn't know better yet. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know what? We'll see what happens. Too late now. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you everyone for this very long episode. It was literally like a two and a half hour episode. Um, but I hope that you enjoyed that car ride that hopefully you're on, or I hope you deep cleaned your apartment like oh, you promised man. you would. Not just a Swiffer sweep in the corner, a deep nope. clean. Get Maybe rid of- you're taking, I don't know, whatever you're doing, I hope that you were productive Make while sure you listened to Make sure Stain 91 is gone. Make sure Stain 91 is gone. And, um, uh, everyone send good energy to Brenda because- Yes, please. Again, rock star status. So, uh- I guess that's it. Oh, uh, well, no. By the time this comes out, we will know the results of the Webbies. But thank you to all the people who voted thank in the last so couple of weeks. Much. We, it means a it means lot that you like listening to us. And um, it's just a really very a wonderful. humbling so, experience. Yes. And we appreciate you. So um, if you'd like to follow us anywhere else, you can check out our website. And that's our drink.com. Our social media is uh, ATWWD podcast, which is also our Patreon. If you mm-hmm. would like exclusive content, such as the escape room that I talked about earlier. Um, and uh, I think that's it. That's it. If you want to rewatch uh, the other horror that is uh, the Maltese Bagans. <laughs> You can uh, go check out Christine's YouTube channel. It's there. You'll find it. <laughs> and that's why we drink or don't drink in my case. Or my case. Or their case. Yeah. This is uh, this is the first episode of And That's Why Neither of Us Drink. Mm-hmm.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.